rise and grind, ladies and gentlemen. It's about to get bumpy. Time to attack and dominate. This is Morning Juice with Brandon Beam and Bobby Carpenter. And here we go on a Friday, attacking and dominating our way to 9 a.m. every single weekday morning right here on The Fan. Brandon Beam, no general today. He is still uh, stumbling around Grand Rapids. Hopefully he had a great night at the Founders Brewery up there in GR. We got our man. <laughs> The relief effort himself coming in in the bottom of the ninth on a Friday. J. Lou, Jensen Lewis joining the program. Our man Bodie Wells doing an admirable job filling in for Shark all week. J. Lou, great to talk to you on a Friday, bud. What's happening? Likewise, buddy. Great to be back with you. Hope all is well. Uh, actually, myself here down at the homestead in uh, Cincinnati with my folks for the All-Star break. So I'm headed back uh, to Cleveland this afternoon to get the second half underway. I know we're uh, looking forward to some uh, big-time baseball talk today, buddy. So oh, yeah. uh, if if there was ever going to be a day that the uh, the general could take off, uh, he picked a good one, that's for sure. Yeah, he sure did, man. So on this show, I will say this. Uh, you know, our, our producer, Mark the Shark, is uh, perhaps... Perhaps, I mean, for me, for sure, the biggest Indians fans, uh, biggest Indian <laughs> Indians fan that I know, uh, yeah. Jensen. We've talked about this before. I mean, he will go entire seasons without missing a pitch, let alone uh, a game, which I think is a stunning effort out of, out, out of Shark. Uh, and so he takes this week off every every year because he he vacations at Deer Creek State Park, which is probably I don't know forty minutes southwest of us here uh, in Columbus. And they don't have they don't have the Bally Sports Network now, and so Shark takes off this week every year because he doesn't have to miss a single pitch of an Indians game. He yeah. is a madman, and I love him for that. So we got a big second half to come up here, buddy. Uh, we're going to do an Indians preview coming up in our next segment. We will do a Reds preview around seven twenty this morning, and then we will pick your pick your brain on everything that is happening across the league uh, in the eight twenty segment. So if you are upset at us for not talking a whole lot of baseball well we got our guy in today and we're gonna have plenty of hardball talk buddy how's uh how's the bye week been how's the all-star all-star week been treating you yeah it's been really good uh you know these are uh, kind of crazy schedules for us in baseball where uh, to get multiple off days in a row you had to go back to covid last year or, uh in years past maybe you had a rain out or two in a row but uh, yeah, to get three or four days off in a row is always, uh, always great because you've been through the grind. You've had, you know, days, uh, or weeks, I should say, where you're 17, 18 days in a row. So nice to see. And, and I think to be honest, uh, you know, with the Indians, they needed it. Uh, so many young kids and, and so many injury situations that you wanted to have an opportunity to, to quote unquote catch your breath. And I think that's, uh, the case in a lot of different places in Major League Baseball, but, I got to tell you, Monday night, the home run derby, uh, probably the most anticipated home run derby that I can remember in, in recent years, obviously, with what Shoei Otani has done. Boy, is uh, he a stud. Go- yeah, going, Boy, going, stud. going to Denver and, and knowing the difference with no humidor, uh, no, uh, no real restrictions on, on the flight path for, for those balls. You mm-hmm. were thinking that we were going to see just some monster numbers, but, uh, it was, it was really a great show by all eight of those guys. I thought the, the game on Tuesday really provided uh, maybe uh, a little bit of everything, yeah, and and, and to see to see Vladdy Jr. be able to to win great. the MVP, uh, a, just a, a tank of a homer. Uh, it, all all in all, uh, honestly, Beamer, when you think about the backdrop of last year, not having a Derby, not having a Midsummer Classic, and and some of the numbers for this year, <clears throat> where you had, I think, twenty four uh, internationally born 
all-stars uh, of the entirety of those rosters, so almost half the players born in countries outside the United States. It was one of the youngest all-star games, too, right? And 30, I think yeah. it's 35 first-time all-stars, yeah. which ties a record. So, all I mean, the sport is in great shape, and that's even with COVID postponing uh, the Red Sox and Yankees yesterday. I heard Tim Kirchin, uh, you know, the program before us. I- I'm not as worried uh, as far as this goes because, you know, you're going to have some of these breakthrough cases. I, I don't think it's the sounding of the alarm that, I- that I've-, I've heard from some of these people. I don't think we need to go that far. I Going back to Tuesday evening, J. Lou, I probably – so I, I always watch – the, the the first 30, 45 minutes of the All-Star game because I think it's great. They run those, they trot those guys out there and they get the introductions, they do the national anthem and the pageantry surrounding uh, the All-Star game for me uh, is really what brings it home. Buddy, I stayed the entire way. I stayed through the entire game. Nice, uh, nice. I think it did. It kind of flipped me back to my childhood. You know, like, alright, summer break, you're staying up later than you're supposed to, you know, you got school starting back up in six weeks and it kind of symbolizes uh, the beginning of the end for the summer vacation, you know, uh, as we work our way into this but i thought it it delivered in the highest way possible on tuesday that and the derby i thought they were both great performances by major league baseball yeah I, the only thing i would change is uh, no beer league softball uniforms next year yep, for the all-star was a little bumpy buddy <laughs> it was uh i don't know i <laughs> i shared my thoughts on that on wednesday morning and i was in agreement with you a thousand percent I mean, and then they doubled down on it too because I saw you know Manfred's comments and you know Nike's already working on All Star uniforms for next year. Oh, uh, yeah, so you know that's a great way to start off your Friday morning. I'm sure. Like these guys work so hard. Like you know, as as a Reds fan sitting here, like seeing uh, Jesse Winker get the first call up for an All Star game. You obviously saw how emotional he was uh, when he found out that he would be starting an All Star game and all the hard work that has gone on and just the you know amount of work that he has put into his career at that time. Uh, for him not to be able to trot out there in the Cincinnati Red Sea, like their uniform. I don't know. I mean, it's it's really nothing in the grand scheme of things. And I know that baseball isn't necessarily on the forefront of rapidly changing games, you know. Uh, but I I thought it was in poor taste uh, those uniforms. It just I don't, something was off with it for me. Yeah, I, I think the idea that uh, you know you want to have those kind of uniforms for the workout day has always been something uh, that has been traditional, and and that's fine because each city and uh, you know each place has their own vibe, their own uh, sort of uh, aura, if you will, and and they can try and encapsulate that a bit in some of those uh, uniforms. But there's there is something so traditional and and I think evergreen about. Each league's players, home and away, being able to see them in their own jerseys. Yeah. I mean, you take so much pride putting it on anyway. And then you get the all-star patch on there. And that and that's something else, too, that you know maybe the younger fans don't really realize. That's a big deal to, to these first-time all-stars, to guys that are going back for maybe the first time in a few seasons. Uh, nobody takes this opportunity for granted. And, and to be able to put that on your home or away jersey and then go on to the world stage literally because now we know how worldwide with just the representation of the sport uh, in in Tuesday night's game, how many different fans across uh, the the globe are looking at saying, "Oh my god!" Now I know what the San Diego Padres uniform looks like with my favorite player Fernando Tatis mm-hmm. Jr. Now I know what the Blue Jays, uh, you know, away jersey looks like with Vladdy Jr. Those are things that I think Manfred and and Nike and and again, listen, Rob Manfred has had a ton of problems the last couple of years. Uh, it's not been a great tenure for him as the commissioner. Uh, Nike's. First 
first crack at this uh, after being the official uniform supplier. Uh, uh, not not a very good uh, showing for them. So uh, they need to clean it up a little bit, and I hope I hope they're able to do that next year. You were obviously up early uh, doing the show. Have you caught any of the open this morning? Because, buddy, I'm locked in the entire way. Like the entire uh, thing. This is this is basically Christmas in July for me. <laughs> getting this, I love it. Your boy uh, Morikawa, I know, is uh, in oh, yeah. first. And, oh and I'd say, yeah. Are, are we going to have the same thing with Louis Oosthuizen? Where <laughs> all right, bridesmaid central. I, I mean, just just go ahead and book a Sunday afternoon, or in yeah. this case, it'll be a, an early Sunday morning where he's going to be in the top five, and he'll he'll be unable to get to the altar again. I tell you, one of your I'm sure you're you're locked in on Spieth to see him uh, roaring out of the gates. Uh, some of these other guys, I I was high on Brooks Kepka just because I want to see him up there. Forty since 2016, he's got 40 rounds in the 60s in the majors. This is eight more than anybody else. It's unbelievable. It's, yeah. You can speak to this as a former professional athlete. It's almost like he's so lackadaisical about the other events, J. Lou. It's amazing. It's stunning to me. He has the mental capacity to do this against the, some of the best fields in the world where he's always going to be in the top ten. Like, it's stunning. Yeah. Stunning. Yeah. The switch that he can turn, especially in these big events, uh, I mean, for anyone that's that's ever you know seen uh, the four majors and knows uh, the difficulties of, of all four of them, I mean, they're all, they're all four different different challenges uh he's remarkable a, a couple other guys i really liked i like xander uh you know i know he's uh, already off and running today at even i know he's one over uh ricky fowler back from the dead you good know, to see he, him good to see yep. him kind of getting back in contention yep and then uh and then my long shot of the tournament guido migliosi hey man he Guido. was playing pretty well yesterday. Yes, love Guido. Yeah, he is pretty unbelievable. Your leaderboard right now, Colin Morikawa sits alone in first. He is four under par through 10 holes. He is on the 11th hole right now at Royal St. George's over there in England. Louis Oosthuizen goes off late today, 3 o'clock tea time for him. So that's local time for them. That's about 10 a.m. here is when Louis is going to go off. Jordan Spieth as well. He is going to go off around 2.30 their time, so around 9.30 this morning. Colin Morikawa just birdied the 11th hole, eight under par, got a two-shot mm. lead as well. Wow. So they're off and running this morning at the Open Championship. Get to some Bryson DeChambeau's comments as well uh, from yesterday. Uh, a little bit of a bumpy time, him uh, just throwing his uh, his club provider under the bus. Uh, biggest sponsor, I'm sure... Uh, it was not in good taste for Bryson DeChambeau. So a whole lot happening over there in England. A whole lot happening second half of the Major League Baseball season getting started today. Was supposed to get started last night. A little bumpy with the uh, Red Sox and the Yankees. But hey, man, that's all right. We got a bunch of games to go through. Hopefully they're able to get them all in. Before we get to anything else today, right now, time for Today in History. Time to get smarter. Morning Juice presents Today in History. Here's your professor, Bobby Carpenter. We have a substitute professor today, our man, Bodie Wells, who is just all for injecting steroids into baseball players. <laughs> uh, by the way, Jensen, which I thought was something that you should know, he's going to give us his viewpoint on what happened today, July 16th, 2021. Go ahead, Boats. I am not Bobby Carpenter, but I will try to make you a little bit smarter here on the 197th day of this year. We'll start off with some birthdays. Orville Redenbacher was born on this day back in 1907. Now he oh, is dead. Yeah, legend. Oh, yeah. Passed away in 1995, but nonetheless, he was uh, obviously famous for the popcorn, probably most 
famous there. Got some famous, actually, sports birthdays. A few here. Jimmy Johnson, born in 1943, so he'll turn 77 today. Coached, obviously, the Hurricanes, the Cowboys, NFL Hall of Famer. Mm, wonder why you Super put that Bowl in there, Boats. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I saw that one. Okay. That one fits pretty well. Will Ferrell, the uh, obviously super funny actor, comedian, was born uh, in 1967, so he'll turn 53 today. Famous athlete as well. I mean, he uh, yeah, won a basketball championship, of yeah. course, and then uh, he was a great NASCAR driver as well. Yes, yeah, right, Ricky Bobby, obviously <laughs> one of my favorite movies. Uh, in my estimation, even though I wasn't necessarily like old enough to see him play the greatest running back, in my opinion, Barry Sanders, he turns 52 yeah. today. Yeah. The uh, Nebraska quarterback, Tommy Frazier, he was born in 1974, so wow. he'll turn 46 today. Carly Lloyd, the uh, great soccer player, Carly won Lloyd. two World two World Cups. Uh, she turns thirty nine today, and then Zach Randolph, longtime NBA Zebo, not star, but yeah, Zebo. He turns forty He's good today. Enough, man, he yeah. was a, had a really good career. Also, yeah. a first team would not want to run into that guy in like a bar fight type no. of situation because yeah, exactly. I think he'd probably kill you. <laughs> He's, he is a first teamer in that yeah. category. You are correct about that. Move on to the uh, maybe more sad part here, the deaths. Today in 1999, JFK Jr. and his wife, yeah, they both passed away in a plane crash, so not good news there nonetheless. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Kitty Wells, I am not necessarily sure who she is. but You're, related, she you're was, related to her. I guess so, yeah. yeah. Said she's the queen of country music. She passed away in 2012, so figured she was uh, kind of important there. Nate Thurman, the NBA Hall of Famer, he passed away, uh, unfortunately, from leukemia today, five years ago in 2016. And then George Romero, he's a film producer. It said he passed away in 2017. Said he was pretty famous for uh, kind of horror movies and zombie movies, I guess, which is a pretty popular genre. So there Perfect. you go on that one. Uh, moving on to events. And back uh, almost 600 years ago in 1439, Woo! kissing was banned in England to stop, or I'm sorry, to slow the spread of the Black Death Plague, which I feel well, like... Well, we almost had that kind of like way. in a time machine <laughs> yeah, a little bit. exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I read that. I was like, man, 600 years ago, but I feel like the last wow. 16 months, we all can uh, relate to that I mean, a little last bit. Year, last year was so crazy. I mean, J. Lou, they like they banned sex. Remember? I mean, yeah. it was crazy. I mean, it was yeah. nuts. They were like, "Oh yes. yeah, if you're gonna hook up with people, like, <laughs> make sure to get tested." But like, I don't know. T- we just it was it was nutty. We were in Tinder. Nutty town. Tinder went on hiatus yeah, for uh, a little bit. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it sure did. Mm-hmm. And uh, in 1926, National Ge- Geographic takes the first natural color photos under sea. So pretty cool there, I guess. Uh, oh, wow. In 1935, first ever parking meters were installed in Oklahoma City. Yeah, that's a bad invention. I was going to say, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It said it helped congestion on the streets, but now we still kind of got to pay for parking. So mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, one year later in 1936, the first x-ray of arterial, arterial uh, I think I'm saying that right, circulation, I guess, so basically first x-ray of blood moving uh, within the body. Uh, this one's pretty cool and perfect having Jay Lou on today. In 1941, uh, today, Joe DiMaggio extended his hit streak to 56 games, still an MLB record today, and probably one of the top, I don't know, two or three sports records that I think most people will never, uh, most people think it'll never be broken again. Uh, 1945, this is a pretty big, important one. First detonation of an atomic bomb Ooh, happens oh, in yeah. Alamo, Gordo, New Mexico. And then, of course, three weeks later, the first nuclear bomb was dropped on Hiroshima, Japan. The Japan, uh, the Japanese shortly after they surrendered and to uh, end World War II. Uh, 1951, J.D. Sollinger's The Catcher in the Rye was published. Couldn't tell you anything about that book, but I've heard about it a lot. So kind of a big popular. deal. Yeah, yeah, kind of a big deal. Popular. I actually went back and uh, reread that probably three or four years ago. It's, it go. holds oh. the test of time. Yeah, it's All pretty right. good. Uh, this is another 
pretty significant event. In 1969, Apollo 11 launched in space. And then, of course, four days later, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin landed on the moon. First men to ever do that. Uh, a not-so-good one at all. 1979, Saddam Hussein became the president mm. of Iraq. That's Bumpy. No fun on that one. Yeah. Uh, ten, uh, nine years later, I'm sorry, 1988, Florence Joyner, Flojo, ran a 10-4-9 in the 100-meter run mm. at the uh, U.S. Olympics trials in Indianapolis. That's the fastest ever by a woman. Still a record that stands today. I don't know if this one is necessarily super historical, but I saw it and thought it was pretty cool. In 2012, The Dark Knight Rises premiered. Uh, in New York, Great which film. yes, absolutely love Great that film. film. Every I don't think I've ever met anybody that doesn't love the Dark Knight trilogy, yeah. so that's pretty cool. There, I remember then, coming back in the car. We saw that in theaters in the first week that it was out, and it was me and three buddies, J. Lou, and we literally just couldn't talk the entire time on the drive home. Like it was it just, just, it was stunt. It was letting, out of this world good. Letting it wash over you, yeah. I, I completely. Christopher Nolan uh, ahead of his time <laughs> yeah. on that one. Oh, yeah. I'll give you two guys, two uh, honorable mentions here uh, today. My dad's birthday. All right. Uh, and also, uh, today is the 15-year 15, uh, 15 anniversary of my Major League debut. Ooh, how about that? That's amazing. <laughs> I'm not, not going to register on the Richter scale uh, anywhere outside of Ohio, but a uh, big big day here in the, uh, in the Lewis house. That's, a, sure. that's pretty awesome, man. I'm glad to have you on board today. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is a big day for you. Yes, 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 indeed. All right, continue, Boats. Got one more sort of event here back in 2017, so just a few years ago. Roger Federer won his eighth Wimbledon title. That's the most all-time. And then today, some national, I don't even know, like, I've never understood how, we, we just have so many national days of anything, apparently, that just is irrelevant. Every day, but nonetheless, something. yeah, nonetheless, today, I guess, is National Corn Fritters Day, so mm, go crazy there if you want to do Corn Fritters, oh! <laughs> it's an elite Holy. appetizer, man, that's pretty good. <laughs> I tell you what, from Ohio, there's nothing better than some Ohio sweet corn here in a couple of months. Oh, I'll God, give you so that, good. yes, so yes, indeed. Today is also, also National Personal Chef Day, which is Fantastic! I don't know too many people who have a personal chef. Uncle Bo Bishop, they'll steer the ship at 9 o'clock. I'm sure he's got one of those things rolling around. (laughs) off the show today, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if he's got one or not, but there you go. Uh, Today is guinea pig appreciation day, so I don't know why we need that. But nonetheless, I I guess if you have a guinea pig, go crazy on that. And last but not least, a a, a day that I will absolutely not be celebrating this, but today is World Snake Day. Mm. Snakes, I'm just out. Not even going to mess with them. Yeah, no thanks. No thanks. Very well done, Bodie. Very, very well done. A plus filling in for our professor, professor, of course, Bobby Carpenter. We got our man J. Lou here in the building. We're going to do an Indian second half preview coming up with him next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Good morning. This report sponsored by Ace Hardware. We do have Leonard closed at the I-670 overpass due to an accident and the ramps from I-270 in both directions to I-70 westbound are closed as well because of an accident in the clearing stages. Are you looking for steady work and great benefits? Get your career on track with Ace Hardware, now hiring for warehouse positions in West Jefferson, paying up to $19.50 per hour. Apply now at acehardware.com. That's acehardware.com. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1. The fan traffic. Live, local, loud, very loud. This is Morning Juice. Morning Juice. Right here on the fan, Brandon Beam, Jensen Lewis, our man Bodie Wells, caffeinating and dominating our way to 9 a.m. here on this Friday edition of the program. 
We hear a morning juice brought to you by our good friends over at Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, 625 in the morning, and that sounds absolutely sublime. So second half of the baseball season starts for majority majority of Major League clubs tonight. We got our man Jensen Lewis, of course, in the building. J. Lou, start of the second half for the Cleveland Indians. By the way, buddy, you got a, a late night tonight, so uh, thanks for doing this show uh, because, I mean, what <laughs> is it? We're burning at both ends tonight. I yes. was going to say, I mean, it's a nine 9.40 first pitch uh, here <laughs> local time, correct? So you're going to yeah. be up probably 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, I would imagine. Yeah, well, We'll be fine. Uh, one of those, uh, get up and uh, caffeinate and dominate with you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll take a power nap in the afternoon. We'll be ready to go. But yeah, it, it it's an intriguing second half for the tribe. Uh, really a, a, a test. Uh, I hate to use a, a Braveheart uh, a movie line, but a test of manhood uh, as uh, the boys get underway in Oakland to start tonight. Three-game series. It's been a house of horrors, Beamer. It's just been a place that... The tribe has not played well the last three to four years, and uh, they're going to have to hope to change that narrative because uh, the going doesn't get easy whatsoever. They've got Oakland for three, then they'll go to Houston for three night games, and they'll come right back home and start a homestand with four against the Tampa Bay Rays, who took care of them and swept them. Uh, in in three days uh, down at at the the trop. So, really, I think the the second half storylines are, are this first. It's the injury front, Mm -hmm. and obviously that's been a a big storyline for the entirety of of 2021. Uh, We expect that Zach Plesak is going to make a start on Sunday. Great. Uh, Eli Morgan is slated to go tonight. Cal Quantra will go uh, tomorrow afternoon. So uh, that, from the rotation standpoint, uh, is what we know thus far. Uh, Aaron Savale is on the mend, and so is Shane Bieber. Uh, Biebs, uh, as I was posting a little bit yesterday, getting uh, a, a little visit to Napa. Uh, so we hope that uh, the red wine is uh, sublime and gets him well, uh, keeps right the, back. You know, to keeps the, the uh, keeps the. What am I trying to say? The the inflammation down as well. Bingo. Wine. So uh, he's, he's doing what, yeah. doing what he needs to do. Yeah, good good healthy uh, kick there. So uh, the the prognosis for Savali and Bieber is good in that. They are are getting closer to uh, not only some some bullpens, some flat grounds, uh, but also uh, perhaps in a week or two, uh, maybe Savali can can be close enough to get on a rehab assignment. We'll learn a lot more this afternoon and and this evening uh, amidst the backdrop. As you guys, you know, we talked about early on with the Red Sox and the Yankees getting postponed yep. uh, yesterday due to COVID. Uh, there'll be some testing and things certainly with Ramirez, uh, with Bieber, uh, and with Terry Francona. But I would have to believe. Uh, if you're seeing Beavs is out and about, then then they feel pretty confident uh, that everyone is in good shape. So uh, the injury front. Second part is the youth uh, and and Beavs. When we've got uh, the youngest roster in Major League Baseball, a lot of these kids have never played into September because the minor league season will end those first uh, handful of days in the month of September. So you're going to get an extra 30 days for these kids to have to play. And speaking from experience, from your point, J. Lou, I mean that's a it's a massive mountain to climb. It seems. Yeah. Yeah, it is, and and I think the other part of this is uh, they they've really they deserve no matter how the season ends the fact that they're even within four games of yeah. a playoff spot yeah. and had to deal with all this credit to them for what they've been able to do. Yeah, it's pretty amazing, man. Speaking about the offense, I mean, this is a team that's been what no hit three times. I know the last one uh, came in a seven inning game. You know, the uh, just didn't really know what was happening. The notable achievement, is yeah, what exactly. Yes, you know, when you're playing Xbox and it says achievement unlocked. You know, like I feel like <laughs> yeah. I feel like the Indians have have got that going for them, uh, which is not a great thing, uh, but. What do you make of this offense right now? I think uh, a big question that Indians fans have 
Bobby Bradley, right? I mean, what's what's he going to continue to do, J. Lou, for this offense? And then, I mean, moving forward, if these guys get healthy, you have Savali and Plesak and Bieber, and you get your rotation right. And for so long, I mean, this pitching roster, this pitching lineup has kept you in games for so long, so many times. At some point, at some point, these bats just they have to wake up and have to stay consistent. Yeah, and I, I think that's uh, in tandem where uh, my first half MVP was uh, no question the bullpen because at times you're running 10, 11 guys out there. Uh, and we had no starters at one point, zero guys with an SP next to their name uh, that were being put out there every single day. So uh, the bullpen, a huge reason why the Indians are even afloat. But you mentioned Bradley, uh, a couple of the younger guys that, that we hope can step up. Uh, Oscar Mercado, who you guys have seen for, for the first couple months of the season, down there in Columbus. I uh, had a chance to visit with him over the weekend and, and just kind of pick his brain about where he's at. A uh, little more at peace with his stroke and, and his approach, so hopefully he's able to help. Uh, but that that's really the big thing, is is what Bobby Bradley has done in the home run department. Uh, you know, It begs the question, why wasn't he up earlier? Uh, we can debate that all we want, but he's here now, and a healthy from Mil Reyes with Jose Ramirez, and the expectation is that Eddie Rosario should be closer. If he's not activated tonight, then the hope is that he could be activated sometime in that Houston series. Uh, certainly uh, that IL issue uh, with the uh, the oblique, you hope that it's not a lingering thing. It doesn't sound like it will be. So uh, the, the offense is critical because you're going to face three pitching staffs in Oakland, Houston, and Tampa that are exceptionally good. So we'll learn a lot about this team, Beamer, here in the next 10 days if they're going to be alive in this playoff hunt or not. July 31st is the trade deadline. This team obviously teetering, right? I mean, right on the line of being contenders and then possibly being sellers, J. Lou. It's, it's critical for this team if they want to, uh, let alone stay in the race for the playoffs, let alone get into the playoffs at the end of the season, uh, that this that this kind of first two weeks back after the All-Star break, that they kind of hit the ground running. Yeah, I think that's fair. And and I think we know a lot more about their intentions once they get through uh, the Tampa series yeah. and that quick St. Louis series at home, too. So they'll have, uh, they'll have a pair of games against the Cardinals. And that brings you right to trade deadline weekend Friday when they got to go to Chicago. So I think Friday the 3rd, 30th, we are, are clear and distinct about the direction of where this team's at. Absolutely fascinating uh, second half of the season coming up for the Tribe. We'll do the Reds coming up at 7.20, but it is 6.30 on a Friday. Our man from down in Duval, former co-host of this very fine program, head strength coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Anthony Schlegel. He'll join us next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. This report is sponsored by J.C. Penny. Back to school season starts now. Stock up through Sunday. You will find Leonard Road closed. Leonard Avenue is closed at I-670 at the overpass due to an accident. However, your ramps from I-270 in both directions at I-70 are now open because an earlier accident has cleared. And we do have Sawmill Road closed in both directions between Sawmill Forest Avenue and Sawmill Meadows due to a broken water main. Back to school season starts now through Sunday. Stock up on first class looks and best in class savings in sizes and styles with every kid in mind. Weekdays are back in style at JCPenney. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1, the fan traffic. Big dudes, bigger opinions. This is Morning Juice. Morning Juice! 
right here on the fan. Brandon Beam, our man Jensen Lewis, and Bodie Wells caffeinating and dominating our way to 9 a.m. Here on this Friday edition of the program, it is 6.37 on a Friday. Our man from down in Duval, Anthony Schlegel, joining us in the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Schlegs, happy Friday, buddy. What's happening? Uh, happy Friday, guys. I tell you what, what what's crapping it is more like it for me. So we've been... We bought a house in Feb. I don't know what month is this. July, February, beginning of February, when we came down here because there's nothing down here. And I was like, I'm not dumping my money into a house. I got to fix up. You're not getting a return. Like Jensen, you played. Like you travel around. Like you just don't yeah. know. So you got to make good financial decisions. Anyways, house is supposed to be done in May. It's finally done. We go through the walkthrough. It was great. You should have seen the walkthrough that I did a week ago. Like, they must have had 30 people in that mug for the entire week to get what they got done. Elite GSF, bud. Elite GSF. I know, man. They want to get it done. And we closed today. And then my wife's car had broke down before we drove down uh, when I moved them down this last week. So, like, two weeks ago, it broke down. And then they they drove down here safely, finally, at this grace. And then he just broke down again, like, last night. I'm like, (laughs) what in the Sam Dickens is going on? Like, what are you doing to this car? Uh, anyways, yeah, that's what's crapping into my world down here, except for the, also, we got a bunch of dudes in, not right this second, they, they come in a little bit later, but it's been super fun. I mean, it's go time now. This stuff is getting real, because, like, rookies are in on Tuesday. Let's go. I mean, it's pretty amazing, buddy. Yeah, I was going to say, it is pretty wild to think. I mean, we have really eclipsed the the off-season. What you have done there has been nothing short of amazing since leaving this fine radio program and going on to greener pastures. I just need an update. Uh, Have we gotten our government contract for the wild boar hunting? Is that something that uh, that we have worked on this past week or not? (laughs) Uh, You know what? I would... um... That's going to be an off-season push. Mm-hmm. I've had a lot of stuff that I've been doing. You know, we got the rejuvenation room. I mean, when we first got down here, they had nothing. Zero. No flow, cryo, photomodulation, bed, not, they, had, they had zero. And we built a room, and it is actually beautiful. And I can't wait to open it for these guys. So we got, like, pass inspection and all this stuff. So, no, I haven't been hitting up, like, government contracts on a, on a hog hunting uh because I mean, there's a lot of prep that's going in. I got to get my pack of dogs because, you know, I'm not, do, I'm not doing the helicopter thing. I'm running dogs and a knife because that's how I'm going to get my GPP and, uh, you know, my workouts in. Uh, we got plenty of space. I mean, this is a really heavy wooded area. You, you'd be surprised how wooded Florida is. It's beautiful. But that's an off-season thing. Anthony, it's Jensen. Uh, I, I think I may have to uh, check off a life experience uh, off the list, and if you get that done, because obviously our off season will be incoming uh, here in uh, a couple of months, but we'll get that break, uh, and, and hopefully you guys are playing uh, deep into January and February. But uh, yeah. let, let me let me bring you let me bring you full circle here for us, because I I know you're in that time for us in spring training when. You know, if guys have lived out, you know, in Goodyear or uh, been able to train at the complex, and then you start to see your boys, you know, the guys are going to be a big part of your squad come in. You get that, you get that sense of optimism and and that confidence. Uh, are there a couple of guys you're looking forward to 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 coming in? Maybe whether the young guys or veteran guys uh, that that you've been stoked to have a chance to work with. Well, I tell you what. Um... I can't mention, I can't like name guys because I, I can honestly tell you that I've enjoyed all ninety. 
And Jensen, you liked it. I mean, I look at every let – me, let me back up. Our mission is to increase their value and extend their career. Just like you know in, the, in Major League yeah. Baseball, these guys are their own you know, CEO of their brand. So our job is to go do that. Now, we do it through a number of ways. Enhances that they have, obviously, the training. But it's also what does the guy need to do to make the roster or win a starting spot or be an all-pro, which all looks very different because then why? They all have different years of their career that they're in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like That's the difference between this and college football. College football, they're, they're there for four years. Like You know them all the time. Here, everybody's chasing something a little bit different, so it always has to go back to that player. And that's what I've really enjoyed and why I can't wait to get him back in because then I'm just going nonstop. You know, when I have – we had we have guys normally come in around 7.30 to about 2 o'clock. You know, and it's a steady flow of about 30, 35 guys. And it's super fun because I got to watch the development. And, again, it's only the guys that are here. And that's the other thing. You can't have a pity party or be super prideful, prideful and arrogant in this business because guys have their dudes. And I totally get it. I had my dude. But – what we can do is we can collaborate with those guys. We can talk, professionally develop, say, hey, you know what? I just appreciate you taking care of my guys while you got them, you know? And then that way when they come in here, it's go time and everybody's, everybody's ready to go and have that optimism. But I, I can honestly tell you, Jensen, I've really enjoyed working with a lot of them. I just can't wait to get them all back. You know, it's kind of yeah. like Coach Meyer. He just wants to be around the guys and the guys that we've had here. I've loved it. I just can't wait to get them all back. Yeah, it is going to be pretty amazing, man. You guys uh, have rookies coming in next week, which is going to be fantastic. Talk with our man down. All right, so Tuesday, next Tuesday, then we're only four days away then, buddy. Uh, This is going to be... Oh, my God. I was going to say, I mean, you better drink up. You better drink uh, drink your cold brews and get some trucker pills and stay (laughs) gas station ready uh, because, I mean, you're going to be rip-reared and ready to go. Talk with our man, Anthony Schlegel, of course, here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Uh, And Schlegel, can you take us through the process? So when you got down there, actually, I don't think we've talked about this on the show. When you got down there, uh, you know, we're going to have your boy Michael Bennett coming up here at 735. Uh, When you got down there, I mean, he obviously spent some time there. It was basically bare bones. You know, you had to go in there and create uh, an environment and create an actual weight room and a training uh, program. Can you take us through some of the blueprints? Like, what was it actually you first did when you got down there? You had to redo the entire thing. I'm sure construction, getting different elements into your weight room and into your recovery places. Uh, What was that like for you and how much did you enjoy that? Because it seems like something you would like to do. How much time do I got, guys? I mean, this is, I can give you a dissertation on this, but, um, <laughs> you know, I'll just, I'll just real quick. One, it's coach, it's coach Myers vision. That's what I love doing is executing. Um, I just came down here and we did a two, two week audit basically. And, you know, you always want to be, this is different than college. It shouldn't be this. It should be the same mindset, but like you want to be financially responsible. You have an owner who, by the way, just dropped, you know, over $300 million into, uh, the you know a capital project outside of our own facility that we're building, you know to blow up you know to really improve downtown and and increase the value down here in the in the community, but you know I want to be financially responsible. And when you start looking at areas of improvements, the weight room blueprint is the weight room blueprint. Mm-hmm. And if you re- if you redo a weight room, like you just go in there, you just drop in cash. We add enough stuff that you can get started with. I added a few implements that I think were important. But I wanted to stay within the budget that I inherited because I think that's financially responsible to do. And, like, why shouldn't I? So I was like, I would like more money spent in the direction of the rejuvenation room and suite area and anything for the guys that we need to do. 
which obviously comes out of that the nutrition budget. And but the room is awesome. Getting a dual chamber Trident Cryo, a Superior Float that they have at Ohio State, uh, Arc Bed, which is a photo modulation bed, and this Wellness Cocoon, which is really good. But it's just a room, and they're all different because Jetson knows like the number one best way to recover. Straight up, everybody listening, sleep. That's it. Yes. That's the number one. That, that's Huge. the one hundred percent best way to recover. Okay, number two, your nutrition. So that's not rocket science. That's not a rejuvenation room. But what the rejuvenation room does is it gives options to the customer, and the customer is the athlete. And that's the business model. So, and again, what do those all those implements do besides the cryo? Because you're standing in it. All of them get you horizontal. Like that's the other thing. So now you're off your feet, just like the compression with the Normatech boots. Like you're you're horizontal in a chair. Like that's what it's about. Just a, an extra nap time, you know. Besides what the compression does or what the cryo does from a central nervous system, but it's all about the athlete and taking care of them. Because always remember this: being just like a radio show. Mm-hmm. Greatness is the accumulation of great days. Coach Myers says that all the time. I totally believe it. And the only way that you can have consecutive great days is if you're healthy. And that's what all this stuff is about. Weight room, rejuvenation room, training room, keeping them healthy, and, and that's what it is. But it, it, that doesn't mean that you can't get bumpy. I'm putting get bumpy right in my office. <laughs> Big freaking letters. I mean, just spraying Jags juice all over the place, man. It's going to be uh, pretty amazing <laughs> down there. That, man. It's, like a, it's like coming out like a fire hose. <laughs> I'm sure. I don't, I don't doubt that <laughs> at all. On that bad boy. <laughs> Buddy, before we get you out of here, congratulations to your Italians uh, for winning the Euro yes. Cup. That was, a, yes. uh, that was a very big call out of you last week to beat the, uh, beat the English 2-1 to one in penalties. It was pretty amazing. Good call. Yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, they're really in the aerobic and oxidative like mm-hmm. things, and they need a little bit more carbs. And I was like, all right, they got pasta. Those guys got chips. I'm like, I'm going to lean with that way and spicy meatballs. Yeah, so, and you hit it on the head. You hit it on the head. But, um, hey, we always appreciate the time, Schlegs. Don't know how much longer we're going to be able to do this for as you guys ramp up towards the season. Good luck on Tuesday, my friend, and we'll talk to you down the road, okay? Always appreciate the time, bud. Thanks, Anthony. All right, awesome. Yeah, thanks, Jess. Appreciate it. See you, Beam. Yep, there he goes. Our man, Anthony Schlegel, joining us, of course, in the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. If that doesn't get you juiced up at 648 on a Friday, I don't... Let's go. They're going to have everything they need to succeed down there in Jacksonville, <laughs> as you hear it from the man himself, uh, Anthony Schlegel. What a wonder. He's the eighth wonder of the world. He's amazing. I love talking to that guy. Absolutely love him. Wish him nothing but success as the Jaguars get ready to go on Tuesday morning. We'll head to the national landscape. We're going to throw some quick hitters coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. This report is sponsored by Meineke Car Care Centers. Leonard is closed at Dry 670 Overpass due to an accident. And there is a crash on West Mound Street at Harrisburg Pike, so plan for slowdowns in those areas. Is your car as road trip ready as you are? Stop by your independently owned and operated Meineke, your one-stop shop for total car care. Make an appointment today for your free road trip check at a participating location. See store for details. Engine, brakes, tires, oil, Meineke. Doing car care right. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1, the fan traffic. Oh, one of these guys voluntarily ripped off his toenail. I don't have anything else to say. You're listening to Morning Juice. Morning Juice. 
Right here on the fan, Brandon Beam, Jensen Lewis, Bodie Wells attacking and dominating our way to 9 a.m. here on this Friday edition of the program. Right now, time to throw some quick hitters. Morning Juice presents Quick Hitters. All right, Bodes, we have shepherded you <laughs> to Friday, buddy. We're almost <laughs> to the weekend. Two hours <laughs> to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we all know, of course, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they took down the Kansas City Chiefs 31-9 to to win the Super Bowl earlier this year. Well, on top of that, Rock Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times reported yesterday that Tom Brady suffered a torn MC during the 2019 season, which is was uh, his last <laughs> one with New England, Jeez. and he played out during the uh, played out the entire 21 2020 season and route to his seventh Super Bowl. Beamer, I guess we could just add it to the list. Another uh, check mark on Brady's legacy at this it's point. Pretty unbelievable. Uh, I, torn MCL isn't the biggest deal in the world, but it's still a pretty damn big deal. I mean, when you're you know throwing and having to use uh, your knees as a push off point, Jensen, you can speak to that as a pitcher. I mean, kind of the same motion uh, that Tom Brady is going through obviously a little bit different. I think the fascinating thing here, let alone of human perseverance, which we've learned never to doubt Tom Brady on, uh, is that he never came up in the injury report. So now the NFL is getting some flack uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for not disclosing that on the injury report if he was really battling this. And we don't know how long uh, this was for. It is pretty amazing. We did see him at the Super Bowl parade when he was drunk and hammered off of avocado tequila uh, wearing that knee brace. Uh, So, I mean, something was wrong there. Of course, with Tom Brady, but still, it's pretty remarkable, man. Seven Super Bowls. It's still, it's hard for me to fathom that that man has seven Super Bowls walking around, uh, and he did it on a torn MCL. So, congratulations to him. He's Captain America. I don't know what else you want me to say. And I'll just, I'll polish it off with this. He didn't miss a game. Yeah. In the in the season, not one. I mean, you think like uh, missed time or something like that? That is remarkable to me, considering as you said. How critical you know your lower half is to be able to deliver the ball not only with velocity but on on time and and uh, on on target as well. Speaking of Patriots quarterbacks, Cam Newton told the Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin show yesterday that he realizes this season is quote put up or shut up time for him. Newton struggled mightily, frankly, in his first season with the Patriots last year. He threw eight touchdowns to ten picks, and they missed the playoffs for only the fourth time in the Bill Belichick era. Jay Lou, we'll see if uh, Newton can bounce back this season, because if not, they're probably moving on to Mac Jones. Yeah, I think Mac Jones has got to come in knowing that all he's got to do is is be himself, and, and that might be enough, considering when you look at the Patriots in that division now, with Buffalo being the class of the division, Miami is severely improved, and they're going to challenge for a playoff spot this year. Let's see what the new regime in New York does with the Jets. No, nothing, uh, nothing, not a whole I, lot. I, again, uh, hey, we're, we're all zero. Let's do <laughs> yeah. the whole cliche. We're all uh-huh. zero and zero. You know, we're all starting. <laughs> you know, so yeah, I, I agree. I, and I don't know if Belichick is going to wait long to pull the plug because it's not like it's a monster deal that he's on there. He's he he doesn't care who you are. He's going to find a way to win games. So yeah, first two weeks, big 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 performance weeks for Cam Newton. Yeah, certainly is, man. Underwhelming, I think to say the least for Cam Newton last year with the New England Patriots. Like you mentioned, Bodie, I think Mac Jones, uh everything that you've been reading with OTAs, he obviously struggled, but it doesn't matter. Sometime the kid is going to get in. Uh, obviously, you would like Cam Newton to be uh the guy who's teaching Mac Jones about what he sees and that's obviously going to be their route moving forward for their future but as far as it goes for this season it was pretty wild uh, how bad he was last year so I don't know if that was a new system J. Lou having a hard time comprehending what it was his arm doesn't look to be nearly the same his legs certainly don't look to be the same as they were down in Carolina Uh, and so a lot of questions for the New England Patriots now Bill versus Tom Bill versus Tom well Tom's got one and we'll see uh, what Bill can do with Cam Newton this year we'll do one more here Boats Tyson Fury and Deion 
Deontay Wilder were scheduled for their trilogy fight for the WBC Heavyweight Championship next Saturday, but that all came to a halt when Fury tested positive for COVID-19 earlier this month. We now, though, have a rescheduled date for the fight. It's expected to happen uh, this fall on October 9th at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. So now, Beamer, Wilder will get his shot at, uh, a shot at revenge against Fury. He'll just have to wait a little bit longer for that. I gotta say, mm. it's one of the coolest things in sports to see Deontay Wilder walk out there and like that. I don't even know. It's like the... Uh uh, like the guy in 300 walking out there and like, yeah. you know, this mask and it's diamond encrusted. Like, it's pretty amazing. And I love, too, the last time. I mean, he got he's got his butt beat pretty good uh, by Tyson Fury. And he blamed the that the uh, his pre his pre walkout, uh, I guess, costume, his garb, J. Lou, weighed too much and it weighed him down oh, before the fight. I mean, that was oh, pretty amazing. Stop. I think the uh, if you want to go real deep in this, the conspiracy theorist in me says that they weren't getting a lot of pay-per-view buys for this weekend. Uh, and so it was a perfect excuse for them to then push it back and get more time on the pay-per-view buy. So uh, I think that's what's happening there. Uh, that's fine. Uh, I mean, uh, I'll take that. But, I mean, you know, Wilder's 42-1-1. One one, he's got 41 knockouts. He's a bad so, dude. He's uh, a bad I, dude. I'm going to go ahead and say he needed a little more time. I'm going to say he thought in his mind, eh, I don't know if I'm uh, I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know if I'm ready. So, mm-hmm. uh, hey, I'm glad it's rescheduled. It'll be good because... That'll be the first weekend of uh, Major League Baseball postseason, so you'll have a couple of things to look at there. Oh my. Obviously, football will be going, so big weekend there, but a good one for that. We'll get you caught up with everything that is going on in the sports world as we hit you with the re-rack, hour number two of the program on the way. Next, get you caught up with what's happening at Royal St. George's over at the Open. Bryson DeChambeau says some uh, pretty dumb things yesterday about his club manufacturer, and JT Tuimoilau officially on campus for the Buckeyes. Hour number two next, Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. This check of traffic sponsored by Indeed.com. We do still have Leonard Avenue closed at your I-670 overpass due to an accident. And there is a crash on West Mound Street at Harrisburg Pike. Shift hiring gears with Indeed. They go beyond the resume with 135 skills tests that help candidates show their abilities on things like computer proficiency or customer service. Indeed skills tests reduce hiring time by 27% on average. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Wake up and smell the smelling salts. This is Morning Juice. Morning Juice, right here on The Fan. Hour number two of the program for us on a Friday. Brandon Beam, our man Jensen Lewis filling in for the general, and our man Bodie Wells filling in for Mark the Shark, doing a fantastic job all week long. If you'd like to follow along for the fun on Twitter, you can do so at Morning Juice 971. It's Friday. Talk to our man Anthony Schlegel, head strength coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars at 635. Great conversation with Schlegs. If you missed that, Again, you can go to at Morning Juice 971 on Twitter is where you can find that. Or you can wait an hour from now and we'll hit that in the top of the 8 o'clock re-rack. And we will play that again. Coming up 735, our man Gulliver's Travels, former Buckeye National Champion, former Buckeye All-American defensive lineman Michael Bennett. He's going to join the program at 735. Pick his brains on JT Tuimoy Lau. Larry Johnson, what is his development schedule going to be like for them? So great stuff coming up here with Gulliver around 735. And then 835. 
It is a Friday. Our man is back from Lake Tahoe. AJ Hawk will join the program as mm. always. So yes. yeah, there you go. You know what that means. The Hawk call coming in strong <laughs> here on a Friday. So Michael Bennett coming up here in about 30 minutes time. AJ Hawk will join the program at 835. Again, at Morning Juice 971 on Twitter is where you can follow along. Jensen, you're on the Twitter machine at JLU50. I am there at Brandon Beam 971. Right now, time for a re-rack. Keeping you informed about what's trending this morning. It's time for a little re-rack on Morning Juice. Sponsored by Billiards Plus. The best selection of pool tables and the best service in Central Ohio. Uh, Buddy, we have some pretty impressive stuff happening uh, at the Open Championship over in England. Royal St. George is the venue. Colin Morikawa. PGA champion from the year 2020 before Phil Mickelson got his uh, back a couple of months ago at Kiowa. Colin Morikawa right now on the front nine, he shot a four under par. All right, pretty good. 31. Feel pretty good about yourself on that. What did he do on 11 and 12? Well, he went birdie, birdie. He parred 13, and he then he just birdied the par 5 14th hole. By my counts, uh, Jensen, he is now seven under par on the round. It is a par 70 golf course. All right, so one more birdie coming in for Colin Morikawa. It will tie the lowest round ever in a major championship. That was set by Brandon Grace a couple of years ago. If he birdies two more holes in his final four here at the Open, he will have the lowest all-time score in a major championship. Now, uh, I'm not a golf historian by any means. I love the sport. I am a nerd when it comes to this stuff. This game has been around a long time. The Open Championship is the 149th iteration of this. That's pretty damn strong, J. Lou. Uh, hot to- uh, you know, hot take right there. 61 watch in a major championship. Unbelievable performance this morning out of Colin Morikow. Uh, he is uh, for those of you in legal jurisdictions. He is currently outright uh, two to one mm-hmm. uh, to win the Open right now, trailed by uh, Jordan Spieth and uh, Louis Oosthuizen at about six and a half. To What's one. our boy so, Dan Van Tonder getting on the odds? Dan Van Tonder, if I can uh, scroll down, I'll I'll get you the latest on him. But uh, let me. Uh, this is this is actually a, a good little uh, a case study here. Okay, so I want to say that Morikawa. Was in the 20, 25 to one. Sounds about uh, right. Has never played Lynx golf before showing up at the Open Championship, yeah, by the and, way. And, yeah, and just rolled in there like Tiger uh, does mm-hmm. to Augusta, and uh, I can play this course with my eyes closed. So uh, right now, some of the challengers, some of the guys that you're going to probably be looking at here in the, in the wee morning hours uh, as people start to wake up. But Dustin Johnson's at 25 to one. Uh, Brooks Kepka at twenty eight to one, Victor Hovland at thirty three to one, Johnny Rahm not a good round for him mm-hmm. yesterday. Bumpy at forty to one. Even if you want to look at Rory, who a lot of people were looking at early on uh, this week, as okay, you know, finally this is a guy. It's it's uh, it's close to home. We can we can do this. He's currently fifty to one, and then your boy DVT. He's a ripe old eighty to one. So if you like some hey, pizza money on that, that's not too bad. Shot in the dark, a DVT for some pizza money. Why not? Daniel Van Tonder, by the way, uh, has never won on the PGA Tour. He's a South African. He's never won on the PGA Tour. He has never won on the European Tour. J. Lou, he went uh, last year when he was playing in some other events, some other tours, some lower-level tours. He won six events in the span of 10 weeks. I mean, so this guy, it's not like he is unfamiliar with winning golf tournaments. Uh, of course, this one, a uh, rather bit larger than anything I feel like he's ever uh, participated in, in being the 149th Open Championship. Again, Colin Morikawa, 10 
under par. Total seven under on his round today. Needs two more birdies coming in in his final two holes uh, to have major championship history. So we'll certainly keep our eye on that. Uh, he did start off the week, by the way, Colin Morikawa, 40 to 1. Uh, so oh, it is 40. Okay. If so you, if, you had, if you wow. had Colin Morikawa this week, uh, it's not saying that it's over right now. But what'd you say his odds were? Two to one right now? Two to one right now. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty good. And then, of course, he's in the morning wave. So the winds are down there in jolly old England. Uh, and then the afternoon groups will go out and they'll get kicked in the teeth as they usually do, as is the case usually uh, at the Open Championship. Did you see this from Bryson DeChambeau yesterday, by the yes. way? Um, <laughs> oh, so I'll let you hear this from Bryson. And DeChambeau. And we've been paying close attention here on this show because Bob really likes to get into these feuds that we have in sports, and I love it too. I mean, what him and Brooksy uh, have going on right now is great. Middle of the summer, we got baseball kicking up tonight again, J. Lou, which is great. Uh, but this is kind of dragged out now for, you know, it seems to be months, right? I mean, this feud between Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka. And golf is such a funny sport because, you know, you ultimately have yourself to blame for everything that you do. Sure, the conditions can be tough, and you're going to have to play against the wind, and you're going to have to play against the rain sometimes sometimes you get good breaks sometimes you get bad well Bryson DeChambeau yesterday uh taking the onus on himself to do everything but blame himself and now he is blaming his golf clubs if I can hit it down the middle of the fairway that's great but again with the driver right now the driver sucks it's uh not a good face for me and we're still trying to figure out how to make it uh good on the miss hits and uh you know I'm living on the razor's edge like I've told people for a long time and you know when I did get it outside of the fairway uh, like in the first cut and whatnot, I catch jumpers uh, out of there and I couldn't control my wedges. So it's quite finicky for me because it's uh, a golf course that's, that's pretty short. And so when I hit driver up there and it doesn't necessarily go in the fairway, it's right in the first cut or whatever, or it's in, in the uh, uh, hay, it's tough for me to get it out onto the green and control that. Uh, but what is in the middle of fairway, like I had it on 18, I was able to hit a nice shot in there to 11 feet and almost made birdie. When you have a swing speed of Bryson DeChambeau's and you've done everything to gain distance off the tee, J. Lou, uh, you know, your swing can get pretty wild. And for a while there, it works. And on some venues, it works better than others. It's not the time and place to do this at the Open Championship. For so long, you saw Tiger Woods. What did he do off the tee, J. Lou? He hit those little stingers, right? Right. With an iron. You keep it low, you keep it out of the wind. When you get it up into these winds that are gusting at 25, 30 miles, miles an hour, uh, you're going to be unpredictable. So if you're not familiar with the game of golf, usually your apparel sponsor and then your club sponsors are your two biggest sponsors. Well, uh, Cobra was not happy about this, by the way, with Bryson just throwing them under the bus. Ben Skoman, uh, who is heavily involved in the design of DeChambeau's equipment, told USA Today, everybody is bending over backwards. We've got multiple guys in research and development who are CADing, uh, which is something to do with the design, like the computer arts design of the club face, trying to get this and that into the pipeline faster. Bryson knows it. It's just really, really painful when he says something that stupid. He said, like, it's very rare when Bryson DeChambeau is happy. He's never really been happy. Now he's in a place where he's swinging a five-degree driver with 200 RPM, a ball speed. Everybody's looking for the magic bullet. Well, the magic bullet becomes harder and harder to find the faster you swing and the lower your loft gets. It's like an eight-year-old that gets mad at you. They might fly off the handle and say, I hate you, but then you go, whoa, no, you don't. We know as adults, they really don't mean that. And I know that if I got him cornered right now, what the hell did you say that for? He would say that he was mad. He didn't really mean to say it that harshly. He knows how much he, everyone bends over backwards for him, but it's still not cool. Like that to me, buddy, is throwing your entire team that works for you just straight under the bus because you can't hit hit a driver in 30 mile an hour wins. Like it was pretty shocking, his comments yesterday. Yeah, I and the one that stands out to me is from Shelman. He said, quote, it's just really, really painful when he says something that's stupid. 
He has never really been happy, ever. Like, it's very rare when he's happy. And, and hey, as someone who's been around a lot of eclectic, uh, interesting, <laughs> beautiful mind people in sports, uh, I, I relate it. And, and I know this has been a relation or analogy that's been put out there before, but he's sort of the Trevor Bauer of golf, right? Yeah, and, I think that's and, and, a fair comparison. Yeah, the personal side uh, aside, literally, mm-hmm. uh, for Bauer right now, when you think about on the field and, and R&D and things that he's done with driveline, it is synonymous with what Bryson DeChambeau's tried to do with golf. He's tried to science it as much as possible so that he can take his mind a little bit more out of it. Uh, where where I see this game, and again, I've, I've never played golf outside of just recreation mm-hmm. for fun, it, it is a mentally draining sport. And when you have the kind of pressure that uh, Bryson puts on himself, and that is not even accumulating what the outside world is looking at, plus, as you talked about how Carp loves to talk about the feuds, the national media landscape, wanting to play up, you know, at this past major where, God, we hope that Kepka and DeChambeau get in the same group. God, well, the USGA reached it. out to him, too, and were like, hey, would you be cool with being paired with Brooksy? Uh, and Brooks and was me, like, yeah, sure. Uh, Bryson's like, no no way in hell do I want if, that. If I was the USGA, I would never have asked. I would have said, hey, these are the rules. Yep. We've been doing it for 100 years. Sorry. Brooks, two-time have- U.S. Open champion. And you know what, buddy? You just won the most recent one. So there's uh, our, it's a natural pairing either way. And if nothing else, I mean, the USJ would uh, USJ would have had arguably some of their best ratings since Tiger was in of his heyday. Of course, all, all people and, would have tuned in for was that. You're always you're, so golf is in a weird. It's it's in a great spot for me. I mean, I watch you know regardless of Tiger's playing or not. You're always trying to trace chase the dragon, uh, and it's something that they have constantly been trying to do. And you've got young stars, and the game's in a great spot. But it's pretty wild how you know it's just it, nothing. Tiger Woods is 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 the is the needle, right? He is he is the needle, and you're trying to find something you're right you're 100 correct i mean those first two rounds of the u.s open with brooks and bryson paired together would have been unbelievable but this is a guy now uh he's so full of himself right i mean let's call a spade a spade he doesn't blame himself he blames his caddy he just separated with his caddy last week uh during right on the eve of the rocket mortgage classic in detroit he then throws his club manufacturer under the bus uh he has done a bunch of different things to a bunch of different people yelled at rules official yelled at cameramen all these different things and so the more and more you become a caricature of yourself, the worse it is for Bryson DeChambeau. And I'm sure that he's not going to separate with Cobra or anything, but I think it just shows you the ego in Bryson's talking about it on a razor razor's edge. I think a lot of people are on the razor's edge with Bryson DeChambeau right now. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's getting yeah. to a point now where it's not becoming like, Oh, Hey, this wacky science guy is taking over golf and doing this. Is he a great <laughs> golfer? Yeah, certainly. But the mental aspect in golf, I think you could argue is outweighs basically any other sport that we have going for us. It's probably eating him a little bit more than than he anticipated, and I'm not sure he has uh, things in place to deal with that. Uh, that then, now that's on a that's on a personal level because you've got to be a professional, uh, even when your emotions are getting the better. A as someone who's given up a few walk off home runs in his career mm-hmm. and, and had some pretty low opportunities, you still have to be professional in the media. If you want to go into a closet and yell at yourself and and get it out. Then do it. Compose yourself. Come out and say, you know what? I wasn't very good today. I, I, I'm better than this. I know I need to get better, and and I'm going to work at it. And people will love you for it because we've all been there. We've all failed before. Yeah. And and it humanizes you to the point where you, you sympathize with God. We know this guy works his tail off. We know he's he does it a little bit differently. But at least he's human. If it, listen, I wasn't good today. 
and that's that's hard to get out sometimes because of how competitive guys are. But he's going to have to adjust because you're right. Now you're at the edge of sponsorship because uh, trust me, every other manufacturer is looking at this saying we don't well, want this guy. We, yeah, why would we want? Why would we want all the stress yeah. of dealing with this dude? And it's an image thing now because we all know in golf when you see who's got the product, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I want what Kepka's wearing, I want what Tiger's wearing, or what he's playing with. So th- there's a lot of ramifications here, and I'm not sure Bryson is really understanding the magnitude of what he did. Did an Indians preview in the first hour with our man Jay Lou. Up next, we're going to head down to Cincinnati. Second half preview for the Cincinnati Reds coming up next. Morning juice right here on the fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. This report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Sawmill Road is closed in both directions between Sawmill Forest Avenue and Sawmill Meadows Avenue due to a broken water main. And we do have a disabled vehicle out on I-71 southbound for State Route 161. Good news, Ohio. Safe Auto offers state minimum car insurance for less than 66 cents a day. Safe Auto is available 24-7 to help you save. Get a quote in less than three minutes at safeauto.com or 1-800-SAFE-AUTO. Play it safe. Safe Auto. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. If morning juice were a smell, it would be a combination of Ben Gay and undercarriage. Heavy on the undercarriage. This is Morning Juice. Morning Juice. Right here on The Fan. Brandon Beam, Jensen Lewis, our man Bodie caffeinating and dominating our way to 9 a.m. here on this Friday edition of the program. We hear Morning Juice brought to you by our good friends over at Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, 725 in the morning, and that sounds absolutely fantastic. So we did the Indians preview here in the 6 o'clock hour. Going to head down south, J. Lou, where you're actually stationed right now doing the show before you head up to uh, jolly old Cleveland tonight. Late night for you tonight as the uh, Tribe get going against the A's out on the West Coast at 940. Reds, on the other hand, big homestand this weekend. They closed it out last week before the All-Star break, and they're going to start things right back up uh, with the Milwaukee Brewers. This time you get it at Great American Ballpark. Buddy, you're from Cincinnati. Uh, You know what this town is like when the Reds are good. Right now, they're waiting on something for the Cincinnati Reds to kind of hit the gas pedal. This offense is crazy. This bullpen is crazy in a worse way than the offense is because you have no clue what they're going to do night in, night out. Uh, Second half storylines for the Cincinnati Reds for you. Yeah, a monster homestand because you get Milwaukee, you get the Mets, and you get the Cardinals before you'll go to Wrigley uh, against the Cubs, and who knows what they look like at that point. Uh, Already trading Jock Peterson uh, last night to the Atlanta Braves. Uh, So some of those pieces, uh, likely Chris Bryant, Craig Kimbrell, we believe, will be on their way out. Uh, by Saturday, uh, July 31st. So uh, I think they a couple of things that stand out. You're going to get Sonny Gray back from the IL. He'll start on Sunday against Milwaukee. Luis Castillo has really turned it around and mm-hmm. put together quite a stretch here the last uh, four to five weeks. Uh, bottom of this rotation has actually turned out pretty well. Uh, Wade Miley's been good. He's been way uh, better than anticipated. No kidding. Vladdy Gutierrez and, and Tyler Malley, if you were to tell me that that club uh, with that rotation would, would have you uh, definitely within shouting distance of a playoff spot, you would take it. Uh, you hit on uh, the back end of the bullpen. I think that's where if Cincinnati is really convinced 
that this is a year that they'll be able to get in and do something, uh, that that's where you upgrade. That's where you find, uh, and, it, and it doesn't have to be a Kimbrel. It could be within the division. They could go right to Pittsburgh and say, hey, can we get Richard Rodriguez to come in the back and team with a Heath Embry who's done an admirable job closing out games. You think you're going to get Lucas Sims back, or at least you hope you can, uh, relatively soon. He was, what, retro to June 23rd yep. with the sprained elbow, but but you're hoping that he can be on the men. Uh, same thing with TJ Antone. Man, he's just not been able to stay healthy with that strained forearm. So those are two guys right there that could get healthy within, but I, I think that's the one area you look at. You can never have... Uh, uh, too many good bullpen arms, especially back-end bullpen arms. And then the other part of this is when you look at, at this offense, it can compete with anybody in the National League. Are they are they going to be too homer happy? Are they going to be too reliant on the long ball? Uh, if that's the case, you're gonna you're gonna really suffer here in the second half because you're gonna face some good pitching. And and I think that's the one thing that you hope with the offense is can they consistently produce with runners in scoring position? If they do that, they can hang crooked numbers on you with the best of them. So if I'm a Reds fan, I'm optimistic that uh, these two weeks, as much as we talked about with the Indians, we're gonna know exactly where the Reds are. I think the same can be said for where Cincinnati's postseason hopes will be. Yeah, it's crazy. When you look at the Reds right now, three and a half out of the wild card. They are four out of the division right now. Huge homestand this weekend in Cincinnati as they bring the brew crew in. I don't know what to think of this team, Jensen. And I remember doing our season previews here when we had you on the show yeah. uh, before the start of the season. And I asked, I actually asked you, I said, walk me off the ledge as a Reds fan, and you painted the same picture. You said this offense is just too good uh, for them not to be competitive, and I hit the nail on the head even back then. You said the bullpen is going to be you know, where where the kind of the cards come in uh, for the Reds. So as they get into the second half of the season, man, uh, obviously it's basically them and the Indians are in the same exact situation. Now, different storylines to get where they're at in the season, obviously, uh, but it's basically the same situation. When it comes to July 31st, your thoughts on the first couple of weeks here after the all-star break will the reds be buyers or sellers i th- really think that past uh that past series this past weekend in milwaukee said they're going to be buyers they're going to be around if you lose that series may if you get swept in that series maybe it's a bit different of a story if you win this series buddy and you find yourself two games one game back depending uh as they start their new series against an opponent not the brewers uh where do you see this team going at the trade deadline and then necessarily at the end of the season yeah, I think they can. Uh, you you always look for starting pitching and 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 quality back end relief arms. And you know the great thing about uh, the Reds is they've answered a couple of questions already with Luis Castillo. Because if he wasn't right, then I think you're a bit more uh, tepid as far as uh, how how optimistic you're going to be that you can really get into September and be able to hang in the division. We know Milwaukee's going to be able to pitch really well. It's been the reason why uh, they were able to really go on that winning streak and get to the top of the National League Central. Uh, I'm looking bullpen. I, I really am. I, I hope that they can find bring Rossi Iglesias back. Oh, I don't know if that's the case because I think <laughs> I think I think the Angels really feel that if they can get Trout back in two weeks. They're going to go for it, mm-hmm. and 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 they should because they know the time is ticking there. But uh, I think I think the Reds, you know, you you've won three in a row against the Brewers. You took three of four in their ballpark, so you're you're optimistic about that. What where where I would hope that they can really make some inroads 
is when they play the Mets because now the Mets are going to feel the Phillies coming on them, and you're going to get a matchup there. I mean, these first six games, you're getting a, a, a real postseason-esque feel because those are so critical in the standings for all three teams involved. Then you get a little bit of a, a, bit of a breather against the Cardinals uh, and then against the Cubs and Wrigley because we know the Cubs are sellers, and who knows what that roster looks like. So uh, I love where the Reds are at. I think they've got a legit shot at both the division and the wild card, but uh, a, a fun team, and, and you nailed it, a critical homestand at least these first six games. I mean, and by the way, Nick Castellanos is just unbelievable. Like, and Winker. I, and uh, Winker are the same. Winker is unbelievable. The uh, The amount of, uh, I'm not going to use the uh, the word, but the amount of salt and vinegar, you can uh, supplement the word salt uh, that Nick Castellanos <laughs> is filled with. Yes. Uh, he has ingratiated himself to the city of Cincinnati, and they have a big-time discussion of what they're going to do with him in the offseason. I don't know if they're going to re-sign him. He's got the option, uh, of course, and if he's going to go for uh, you know big, big-time payday, which I incline to think uh, that he will, but but he is just fun to watch, as is this Reds team right now. So big home stand for them tonight, starting with the Milwaukee Brewers and, of course, the Indians out on the West Coast getting things started against the Oakland Athletics. 7.35 on a Friday. Our man, we're going to check in with Gulliver, former Buckeye National Champion, All-American defensive lineman Michael Bennett. He'll join the program next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. This report is sponsored by Batteries Plus Bulbs. We do still have Sawmill Road closed in both directions between Sawmill Forest Avenue and Sawmill Meadows Avenue due to a broken water main. There is an accident on Wilson Road at West Broad Street and a disabled vehicle on I-71 southbound before State Route 161. And we do have some wet roads out there as well. At Batteries Plus, they do more than fix phones and tablets. They help their neighbors power their lives. Visit Batteries Plus in-store curbside and online to save $10 on Duracell Ultra Car Batteries. For offer details and limitations, visit BatteriesPlus.com. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Protein shakes and energy drinks. The Breakfast of Champions. This is Morning Juice. Morning Juice, right here on The Fan. Brandon Bean, Jensen Lewis, caffeinating and dominating our way to 9 a.m. Here on this Friday edition of the program, Doppler 10 forecast for today here in central Ohio. High of 84 degrees, 75% chance of thunderstorms later on this afternoon. So if you're going to get golf in, get golf in early this morning. Do right it now. now. Yeah, exactly. There's no <laughs> time like the present, J. Lou. Going to head out to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline, checking with our man, Gulliver's Travels, a.k.a. Michael Bennett, former national champion Buckeye, All-American. Gulliver, good morning to you, bud. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, gentlemen. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, buddy. Uh, it's been a pretty wild uh, offseason here for the Buckeyes. As we know, Larry Johnson continue, continues to dominate on the recruiting trail. If it wasn't enough to get uh, Jack Sawyer here from Pickerington, you just landed the big fish in this 2021 class. JT Tuimoyalau, five-star defensive end from Sammamish, Washington. Mike, you obviously have tons of experience with Coach Jay over there at the Woody what makes him so good at developing talent? I mean, it's just, you know, he continues to bring these guys in. He continues to pump them into the NFL. They have stellar careers here at Ohio State. What sets him apart from the rest of college football from that aspect? You know, I think it's really hard to put your finger on just one thing that separates him. The guy all around feels like he was just created to do this job. Um, I mean, his, his obvious understanding of the game and of the position is so far ahead of a lot of other defensive line coaches and his ability not only to know what's going on, but to communicate it to guys 
But then I, I think that, like, little extra layer is his – how much he cares for his players genuinely. And players, I'm sure when he recruits – I wasn't recruited by Coach Jay, so I don't know what his pitch is. But I'm sure when he recruits, they can feel that just level of, of you know, commitment to the player, to the player's family that he exhibits. And if they have any opportunity to talk to a guy that he's coached, uh, they tell him the same thing, which is just, why would you go somewhere else when this guy's been pumping out talent and wants you to just be great at what you do? Uh, Michael, hey, it's Jensen. I agree wholeheartedly. And, and when you look at this Buckeye defense now and, and just the talent uh, that they're going to throw out there, uh, I, I was making the analogy with uh, with Anthony Rothman that if you're an offensive player, you got to feel like you're playing, if not the top defense, one of the top five defenses now in college football. And that only is going to make your skill set and execution better. Uh, is there an area when you look at this Buckeye defense as they get ready to come in for camp and, and get ready for their season is there an area that gives you pause and there's always ways to improve but an area this defense even with everyone that's coming in uh that gives you maybe a a, hey this is a weakness we've got to work on uh i think anybody that watched last season will be wondering what's going on with defensive backs um i don't know if i'd go far enough to say like i was concerned uh because we've got great coaches over there and and those guys you know they were young and there were different things going on last year that might have contributed to why they were struggling a little bit. Um, but, you know, I, I would say the defensive back is my biggest question of that Buckeye defense. Yeah, I think it certainly is, right? I mean, Kerry Combs comes in after we saw Jeff Halfley, the one-and-done stud now taking Boston College kind of uh, to the next level. It's pretty wild to look here uh, and say, like, ah, defensive backs is the question, right? Because for so long, I mean, you're pumping guys out. You're yeah. one-and-done. You go back to Malik Hooker's time. Like, who the heck is this guy? He goes on, top-10 draft pick. Like, oh, you know, you know, it seemed to be like every game he was getting an interception or a pick six, Mike. So I think he hit the nail on the head. I think secondary is kind of the precaution that every single Buckeye fan is kind of worried about about uh, just kind of back on the JT Tuimoy Lau front. He decided, uh, you know, he was going to commit, and that happened a couple of weeks ago over the July 4th weekend. Buckeyes get a, obviously a big boom uh, on the recruiting trail. Just from your perspective, Mike, so you didn't come in early. You didn't enroll early, so you didn't have the first winter uh, to work out with the team. What is it like going from high school and then coming in? You obviously got the full summer. Now, JT Tuimoy Lau uh, did not get any spring ball workout in. He's coming in a little bit later, kind of in the calendar year. Uh, what do you anticipate that being like for him stepping foot in Ohio State without that kind of spring, early summer practice? Well, he's a high recruit for a reason. The young man is built different than a lot of guys. So, um, you know, a lot of guys show up early in the winter to kind of get their bodies ready for that different level of competition that is college football. Um, And I would say that most of the guys that get there early, it really pays off for them. Having that extra winter and spring to build some extra muscle and get acquainted with the speed of, you know, just college and all that kind of stuff is helpful. But he's he's a beast, right? So I would would assume he's already showing up a little bit physically ahead of everybody else. Um, I think he'll be just fine. I think he'll adjust fine. Uh, and, and, you know, maybe a little uh, grace period for him mm-hmm. as he gets used to speed. But I, I will go ahead and be the first one to say I don't think it's going to take him long to adjust to the speed. 
Uh, Micah, we'll take a little 30,000-foot level at, at college football as a whole, and it, it's seeming uh, that it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when that the college football playoff is going to expand. I know we've seen possibly 2023 uh, as, a, as a target year, uh, 12 teams uh, looking like it. Again, I was looking at eight, thinking that was going to be awesome, but... 12 being floated around. Uh, have you had some time to kind of sit around and see some of the proposals, some of the ideas or bullet points that have been thrown out there? And does anything stand out as, yeah, you know what, this could really be a game changer for the college football playoff? Uh, you know, personally, I think having four teams is plenty. Um, I don't see the merits of expanding it too much. I, you know, it's more football for the fans, which I think is great. And there's that chance of a long shot team coming in, which is great, but uh, college football isn't like the pros or um, some of these other sports where there's a lot of competition all throughout, and if you just get your chance, then it's going to happen to a certain extent. You know what I mean? So if you expand it to 12 teams or or eight teams or whatever it is, to a certain, you know, it's only going to go so far before those teams that recruit with the Larry Johnsons of the world are just going to be dominating teams that probably – should have been playing somebody more uh, commensurate to what they do. I think, you know, you hit an important point there because if you expand it to 12 teams, it's not saying that the 12 seed can't can't upset the 5 seed, but doing it then again and then again against the best in college football, I think it's going to be incredibly tough. I'm with you. I think 4 is the perfect number. If you want to expand it to 6 and maybe do that, I'd be okay, but I think 12 uh, is a little too many. He's nicknamed Gulliver for a reason. He has traveled all across the country. All right, Bilbo Baggins, where's your next adventure? Where are you heading to next? (laughs) Hey, those are fighting words, man. Don't call me Frodo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll call you Frodo then. That'll be uh, that's more endearing, I guess. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll, I'll, for now, for now, I'm uh, I'm headed to Maryland uh, next. Heading to Maryland next. That's pretty amazing, buddy. Uh, takes in football. Exactly. Takes in football. Uh, tell yeah. the tell the people what you're doing because it is uh, very exciting news for you on a personal side as well. Yeah, I'm starting law school at Howard University. Um, here in August. I'm very excited about it. It's going to be a new chapter. Uh, really get to turn the page and hopefully learn some skills that I can serve the community with. That's awesome, bud. Before Great. we get you out of here, uh, very excited for you. I know you're excited for the move. I'm unfortunately not going to be able to help you uh, like I did helping you put your stuff in a pod here in Columbus. Uh, but you are a crypto day trading expert. We always give you the platform here. What's the newest, yes. hottest crypto commodity? I know J. Lou is in the building as well. I mean, he's yes. a crypto guy. Uh, so again, give us a, a nice little nugget on the cryptocurrency front. Of course. Well, first, not financial advice. Second, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going to stick with the golden, the golden rule, man. Bitcoin and Ethereum. Just, you know, everybody's doing whatever they're going to do. There's all these new cryptos coming out. You can, you can throw your, your hat into the ring if you want. Bitcoin and Ethereum, it'll take you to the promised land. Yeah, to the Buy the dip. Exactly. Buy the dip. Buy the dip. Buy the dip. H O D L. hold on for dear life baby let's go it is pretty amazing hold on for dear life by the dip to the moon all everything uh, (laughs) that is going on in the crypto world buddy always appreciate the time you're the absolute best uh good luck in your travels here in the next couple of weeks and uh good luck starting space law okay we always enjoy the time (laughs) thanks michael Thanks, guys. Absolutely. There he goes. Our man, Michael Bennett, joining us, of course, on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Big, exciting new chapter coming up in his life as he's getting ready to start law school at Howard University over there in Washington, D.C. Very well done by him. We'll let you know what has us juiced and our daily schlegelism next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan.
from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. This report sponsored by Safeguard Soap and Sanitizers. State Route 315 northbound at Kinnear Road. We do have an accident, and that's leaving traffic stop and go from 5th Avenue. Also an accident on Wilson Road at West Broad Street. As we all find a new normal, don't just wash your hands. Safeguard them. Safeguard hand wash and sanitizers help reduce the spread of bacteria, and it smells amazing. Now buy one, get one free at Walmart and Walmart.com with online offer. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1, the fan traffic. Rising, grinding, and hitting the fairway by 9.30? Hang on, did Bieber write this? Now back to Morning Juice on the fan. Morning Juice! Right here on the fan, Brandon Beam, Jensen Lewis, our man Buddy Wells, caffeinating and dominating our way to 9 a.m. here on this Friday edition of the program. Right now, time to get juiced. What's got you juiced? Sponsored by Atlas Butler Plumbing Services. Call today. Get it fixed today. J. Lou, it's a Friday, second half of the season, starting for the majority of Major League Baseball tonight. What's got you juiced, bud? I'll tell you what, I'm going to go uh, on the other side here. I'm going to go... Uh, uh, the return to normalcy here for the NFL uh, and at the homestead up in Cleveland. Uh, Berea, uh, where the Browns will hold training camp, they will have fans at 12 practices. So 2,000 fans get a chance to go for open practice there. First one of those will be July 30th. What do you think the uh, line will be like outside of Berea for fans uh, getting in? Well, I was going to ask you, the secondary market right now for uh, training camp tickets versus... Uh, those first couple of home games of the season because uh, they've already printed Super Bowl tickets, so you can't have any more of those. Those are all gone. Um, it, it will be great. I mean, this has been obviously the most anticipated season probably in Browns history since, what, 06, 07 yeah. when they went back to the postseason. So uh, good for them. Uh, I think that's got me juiced a bit. Just, again, the return to normalcy. Uh, and even at the backdrop, as we talked about at the top of the show with the COVID uh, issues yesterday with the Yankees and the Red Sox, again, I, I still don't think that's a major deal because of all, all, so many teams, 23 of the 30 teams uh, over the 85% threshold for being vaccinated. So uh, I, I don't think we're going to see what we saw early in the season. But what's got me juiced, Browns training camp. It is a ritual unlike any other for most diehard fans. 2,000 of the lucky ones will be able to get to open practice, 12 of those dates beginning on July 30th. It is pretty amazing, man, looking at the fanfare and the fever uh, that is surrounding the Cleveland Browns this year, and they have every bit right, man. Baker, a big year for him. Obviously, Nick Chubb, one of the best running backs in all of the NFL, unbelievable offensive line, and a revamped defense. Uh, They're going to be headhunting this year for the Cleveland Browns, and the fans up there in Cleveland and here, and down in Central Ohio, J. Lou, are very, very juiced about that. Bodes, before we hear what has you juiced, Bud, why don't you hit us with some schlegs? I'm the world's fastest dumper. Yeah, I feel great. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't have been out three series like Lamar was. Poop David Copperfield. There it goes. He is pretty amazing. And if you missed his interview uh, in the 6 o'clock hour, fear not, because coming up here in about 10 minutes' time, we will re-rack that for you. All right, Chef Bodie, what's got you juiced? <laughs> I've heard Schlegs. That uh, that him a couple times. That one uh, that one might be my favorite. It's pretty up there. So what's got me juiced today? I mentioned this yesterday on the show. Went out to uh, eat last night at the uh, High Bank Distillery, which is just like two seconds, right? up the road here went with my mom stepdad sister and then her fiance well we met my sister and uh, her fiance at their apartment here before heading over here in columbus and my sister kind of 
sort of surprised me. I knew like I knew I was going to be her man of honor in her uh, wedding next summer, but she kind of surprised me with like, hey, like officially asking. She got me a cup that was like engraved with like my name on it in the day, which was pretty cool. Yeah, and then of course she got me a Notre Dame T-shirt, which is just (laughs) just (laughs) something that I absolutely did not need, but that's all right. I'll wear it, so it's cool. (laughs) Just add it to the collection, whatever. We're I think we're we might be pushing from the seventy. We might be getting closer to eighty, but whatever. You know, another one. I'm cool with that, nonetheless. So, what's got you juice this morning, Beam? Yeah. that's pretty amazing. Uh, J. Lou, if you weren't aware of the conversation, uh, so Bodie was producing for Bo and James here a couple of weeks ago, and they asked him to count the amount of Notre Dame t-shirts that he has, oh, the articles God. of clothing. Bodie, what, oh, was the, no. what, what was the final number on that? The final number was 71. 71. <laughs> 72 now. <laughs> I mean, it is amazing. You are just committed to it, and it's unbelievable, too, because you have all that Notre Dame gear in the past two days. You haven't worn any of it. I You've know. had well, a USA shirt on yesterday. You got a nice Under Armour shirt on this morning so i don't know if you're doing that just because but yeah i mean your stockpile just went went up yesterday when i wake up from morning juice it is a top of the drawer whatever like yeah. literally socks underwear uh t-shirt shorts whatever's on top grab it let's go yeah, yeah i'm with wow. you buddy it's uh wow. it, it's the same for me i mean i lay out stuff the night before and i find myself just passing it and literally just rolling into the office with whatever i slept in uh the night before what has me juice 149th open championship going on at royal st george's amazing performance this morning out of Colin Morikawa, I do not believe, and by do not believe, it is not coming true, Jensen, that he is going to break the record of 62. He finaled okay. a final uh, Friday round 64. So a nice little six under par. Wow. I mean, still pretty decent round uh, from the young young American PGA champion as well, Colin Morikawa. He sits on top of the leaderboard at nine under par. So it has me juice, man, because tell you what, be very, very excited to watch the Open Championship, and I think any tournament with Colin Morikawa in contention with Jordan Spieth and Louis Oosthuizen right on their heels. It's going to be a good one, and it's surely going to deliver. What else has me juice? Playing golf early tomorrow morning. Going to be unbelievable. Hopefully, we can uh, tap dance around the raindrops. Going out to Denison uh, tomorrow morning, and that's going to be pretty unbelievable. Wow. It's one of my favorite courses here uh, in Central Ohio. The best public course, in my opinion, in Central Ohio. It's pretty unbelievable. Old school Donald Ross track. Stay below the hole, J. Lou. Would Stay be, below the hole. Would Got be it. would be my great advice to anybody. <laughs> Uh, who is playing uh, Denison or Donald Ross track because he is pretty diabolical when it comes to the green. So that has me juiced here on a Friday. Also going to check out the Death Star tomorrow. The Columbus crew going to uh, first time walking into that building. Right. Uh, so that's going to be pretty amazing. Very, very excited uh, to get to see my eyes on the crew. By the way, Jossie scored last night in the Gold Cup. They took down, uh, I don't even know, Martinique 6-1. to The world power of Martinique 6-1 to in the Gold Cup. So we have that going for us, which is pretty amazing. We'll get you caught up with everything that's going on in the sports world as we hit you with the re-rack hour number three of the program on the way next and if you missed our man anthony schlegel in the six o'clock hour we'll re-rack for that re-rack that for you coming up morning juice right here on the fan from the atlas butler plumbing services traffic center this report is sponsored by dell technologies we have slow traffic on i-70 westbound between miller kelton and the 71 east split and an accident on state route 315 northbound at your road traffic is slow from i-670 Enjoy a business upgrade during Dell Technologies Black Friday in July events. Get savings up to 50% off and take your off with you with Windows 10 Pro. Plus, get special pricing on Dell servers and more along with easy financing with Dell Financial Services. Call 877-ASK-DELL. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Pour some donuts in a bowl and get on with it. This is Morning Juice.
and Juice right here on The Fan. Hour number three of the program for us on a Friday. Brandon Beam, our man Jensen Lewis, in relief effort for the general. He'll be back on Monday, and Bodie doing an admirable job filling in for our man, Mark the Shark. If you'd like to follow along for the fun, you can always interact with us on Twitter at MorningJuice971. Talk to our man, Anthony Schleigel, on the 6 o'clock hour. If you missed that, fear not, we will replay that here for you coming up in a couple of minutes' time. Michael Bennett, he joined the program, former Buckeye National Champion, All-American defensive lineman, about what's going on around the Buckeyes. Thoughts on JT Tuimoyalau? Uh, how they're going to expedite that process to get him ready uh, for the start of the season. So Mike joined us at 735, and it is a Friday coming up here in about 30 minutes' time. Our man, A.J. Hawk, will join the program. He is back from Tahoe. NFL training camp's about to begin next week, J. Lou. Whole lot happening in A.J.'s world. We'll uh, ask him about the golf event as well. How did he fare? I mean, we know how he fared. Uh, there's The leaderboard is public out there as it's televised <laughs> on you know TV. Uh, but we'll ask him about his time out in Tahoe coming up here in about 30 minutes time j lou you are on twitter at j lou 50 i am there at brandon beam 971 and again if you want to interact with us on the show account at morning juice 971 is where you can follow along right now time for a re-rack keeping you informed about what's trending this morning it's time for a little re-rack on morning juice sponsored by billiards plus the best selection of pool tables and the best service in central ohio call morikawa 600 par today 300 par yesterday. That's good for nine under par, Jensen, as he takes the solo lead into the weekend at the 149th Open Championship being played at Royal St. George's over there in Sandwich, Kent, England. He is followed by a chase pack. Dan Van Tonder, young South African. Uh, he is in the mix. Four under par for him today, 66. He is tied for second alongside countryman Louis Oosthuizen. And Louis gets going around 3 o'clock this afternoon, their time. So 10 a.m. start for Louis. That's going to be the storyline of the weekend for him man can he overcome the bridesmaid syndrome as you so eloquently put it in the first hour of the program six runner-up finishes uh for louis eustazen in the last handful of years at major championships he does have an open championship in his resume he's obviously great on a link style golf course which is royal st george's uh this weekend followed by jordan spieth at five under par the georgia bulldog brian Harmon at five under tony finau nice little round for him four under par today he is at four under total for the tournament. Other big names getting going later on. Scotty Scheffler at three under par. That He gets going around 3.30. Tommy Fleetwood one under par earlier this morning. Dustin Johnson finished with a nice round yesterday. He gets going later on uh, this morning around 10.30. He's at two under par. Sergio Garcia, Brent Snedeker also at two under par later on this afternoon. Brooks Kepka gets going here just in a little bit. He is now at one under par yesterday. Shot a 69. Unbelievable. Just some of your big names. Phil Mickelson, by the way, uh, not a very good round for Phil. He's even par. He shot 80 yesterday, J. Lou. So uh, Phil really endearing himself. Hey, man, you won the PGA. You're all good. Uh, if I had to ask you right now, with half of the field already participating this morning, uh, half more to go out, where's your feeling on the Open Championship? you think Colin sees it home, or do you think we get a nice little run here from the Speether? Yeah, I think we'll get some runs not only uh from from Jordan, he just he looked too good yesterday uh putting chipping, you know, his short game uh really where he can he can get on uh, sort of a heater. I, I think that's great. He knows how to uh keep the ball low in, in these windy conditions. I, I still love Brooksy. I still think that he's going to be heard from before this is all said and done. I think two other guys not to forget about Victor Hovland mm-hmm. uh, and then Dustin Johnson. Uh, even if you want to throw Neiman in there, you know, Joaquin Neiman, yeah. uh, just a kind of an intriguing youngster who's played very well on the bigger stages. 
And then uh, I, I think that's that might be the extent of it. Uh, as I said, you can for Van Tonder there. Uh, if you like some pizza money and you're in a legal jurisdiction, he's eighty to one right now, and he's currently tied for second after that four under today. So uh, if he can handle the spotlight, if he can handle you know what it's like to play on the weekend at a major championship, then you know who knows. As you and I have seen through a lot of these Open championships, and whether it's in Scotland, whether it's in England. Saturday moving day oh, yeah. always provides some sort of surprise. It always does. So uh, while Morikawa is feeling really good about himself, I still think there's some movers and shakers later today, and then I think tomorrow is going to be pretty epic. 36 done for Colin. 36 more to go. Your solo leader right now at the 149th Open Championship at Royal St. George's. Talk to our man Anthony Schlegel earlier on this morning. Schlegs, happy Friday, bud. What's happening? Uh, happy Friday, guys. I tell you what, what... What's crapping it is more like it for me. So we've been, we bought a house in Feb, I don't know, what month is this, July, February? Beginning of February when we came down here because there's nothing down here. And I was like, I'm not dumping my money into a house I got to fix up. You're not getting a return. Like, Jensen, you played, like, you travel around, like, you just don't yeah. know. So you got to make good financial decisions. Anyways, house is supposed to be done in May. It's finally done. We go through the walkthrough. It was great. You should have seen the walkthrough that I did a week ago. Like, they must have had 30 people in that mug for the entire week to get what they got done. Elite GSF, bud. Elite GSF. I know, man. They want to get it done. And we closed today. And then my wife's car had broke down before we drove down uh, when I moved them down this last week. So, like, two weeks ago, it broke down. And then they they drove down here safely, finally, at this great. And then he just broke down again, like, last night. I'm like, (laughs) what in the Sam Dickens is going on? Like, what are you doing to this car? Uh, anyways, yeah, that's what's crapping into my world down here, except for the – also, we got a bunch of dudes in. Not right this second. They, they come in a little bit later. But it's been super fun. I mean, it's go time now. This stuff is getting real because, like, rookies are in on Tuesday. Let's go. I mean, it's pretty amazing, buddy. Yeah, I was going to say, it is pretty wild to think. I mean, we have really eclipsed the, uh, really eclipsed the off season. Uh, What you have done there has been nothing short of amazing since leaving this fine radio program and going on to greener pastures. I just need an update. Uh, Have we gotten our government contract for the wild boar hunting? Is that something that uh, that we have worked on this past week or not? (laughs) Uh, You know what? I would. um, That's going to be an off season push. Mm I've had a lot of stuff that I've been doing. You know, we got the rejuvenation room. I mean, when we first got down here, they had nothing, zero. No flow, cryo, photomodulation, bed, not, they, had, they had zero. And we built a room, and it is actually beautiful. And I can't wait to open it for these guys. So we got, like, pass inspection and all this stuff. So, no, I haven't been hitting up, like, government contracts on a, on a hog hunting uh because I mean, there's a lot of prep that's going there. I got to get my pack of dogs because, you know, I'm not, do, I'm not doing the helicopter thing. I'm running dogs and a knife because that's how I'm going to get my GPP and, uh, you know, my workouts in. Uh, we got plenty of space. I mean, this is a really heavy wooded area. You, you'd be surprised how wooded Florida is. It's beautiful. But that's an off-season thing. Anthony, it's Jensen. Uh, I, I think I may have to uh, check off a life experience uh, off the list, and if you get that done, because obviously our off season will be incoming uh, here in uh, a couple of months, but we'll get that break, uh, and, and hopefully you guys are playing uh, deep into January and February, but 
Uh, yes. let, let me let me bring you let me bring you full circle here for us because I I know you're in that time for us in spring training when you know if guys have lived out you know in Goodyear or uh, been able to train at the complex and then you start to see your boys you know the guys are going to be a big part of your squad come in you get that you get that sense of optimism and and that confidence. Uh, are there a couple of guys you're looking forward to, to to coming in? Maybe whether the young guys or veteran guys uh, that that you've been stoked to have a chance to work with. Well, I tell you what, um, I, I can't mention I can't like name guys because I I can honestly tell you that I've enjoyed all ninety. And Jensen, you liked it. I mean, I look at every. Let me let me, let me back up. Our mission is to increase their value and extend their career, just like you know in, the, in Major League yeah. Baseball. These guys are their own, you know, CEO of their brand. So our job is to go do that. Now, we do it through a number of ways, enhancements that they have, obviously the training. But it's also what does the guy need to do to make the roster or win a starting spot or be an all-pro, which all looks very different because then why? They all have different years of their career that they're in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the difference between this and college football. College football, they're, they're there for four years. Like, you know them all the time here everybody's chasing something a little bit different. So it always has to go back to that player. And that's what I've really enjoyed and why I can't wait to get him back in because then I'm just going nonstop. You know, when I have – we had we have guys normally come in around 7.30 to about 2 o'clock. You know, and it's a steady flow of about 30, 35 guys. And it's super fun because I got to watch the development. And, again, it's only the guys that are here. And that's the other thing. You can't have a pity party or be super prideful, prideful and arrogant in this business because guys have their dudes. And I totally get it. I had my dude. But what we can do is we can collaborate with those guys. We can talk, professionally develop, say, hey, you know what? I just appreciate you taking care of my guys while you got them, you know? And then that way when they come in here, it's go time and everybody's, everybody's ready to go and have that optimism. But I, I can honestly tell you, Jensen, I've really enjoyed working with a lot of them. I just can't wait to get them all back. You know, it's kind of like Coach Meyer. He just wants to be around the guys, and the guys that we've had here, I've loved it. I just can't wait to get them all back. Yeah, that's going to be pretty amazing, man. You guys uh, have rookies coming in next week, which is going to be fantastic. Talk with our man down in... All right, so Tuesday, next Tuesday. Then we're only four days away then, buddy. Uh, this is going to be... Oh, my God. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, you better drink up. You better drink uh, drink your cold brews and get some trucker pills and stay <laughs> gas station ready uh, because, oh I mean, you're going to be rip reared and ready to go. We'll talk with our man, Anthony Schlegel, of course, here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Uh, and Schlegel, will you, can you take us through the process? So when you got down there, actually, I don't think we've talked about this on the show. When you got down there, uh, you know, we're going to have uh, your boy Michael Bennett coming up here at 735. Uh, when you got down there... I mean, he obviously spent some time there. It was basically bare bones. You know, you had to go in there and create uh, an environment and create an actual weight room and a training uh, program. Can you take us through some of the blueprints? Like, what was it actually you first did when you got down there? You had to redo the entire thing. I'm sure construction, getting different elements into your weight room and into your recovery places. Uh, What was that like for you and how much did you enjoy that? Because it seems like something you would like to do. How much time do I got, guys? I mean, this is, I can give you a dissertation on this, but, um, <laughs> you know, I'll just, I'll just real quick. One, it's coach, it's coach Miles' vision. That's what I love doing is executing. Um, I just came down here and we did a two, two week audit basically. And, you know, you always want to be, this is different than college. It shouldn't be this, it should be the same mindset, but like you want to be financially responsible. You have an owner who, by the way, just dropped, you know, over $300 million into, uh, the you know a capital project outside of our own facility that we're building, 
you know, to blow up, you know, to really improve downtown and, and increase the value down here in the, in the community. But, you know, I want to be financially responsible. And when you start looking at areas of improvement, the weight room blueprint is the weight room blueprint. Mm-hmm. And if you, re- if you redo a weight room, like you just go in there, you just drop in cash. We had enough stuff that you can get started with. I added a few implements that I think were important, but I wanted to stay within the budget that I inherited because I think that's financially responsible to do. And like, why shouldn't I? So I was like, I would like more money spent in the direction of the rejuvenation room and suite area and any, anything for the guys that we need to do, which obviously comes out of that the nutrition budget. And, but the room is awesome. Getting a dual chamber, Trident cryo, a superior float that they have at Ohio state, uh, arc bed, which is a photomodulation bed and this wellness cocoon, which is really good, but it's just a room and they're all different. Cause Jensen knows like the number one best way to recover Straight up, everybody listening, sleep. That's it. Yes. That's the number one. That, that's the one hundred percent best way to recover. Okay, number two, your nutrition. So that's not rocket science. That's not a rejuvenation room. But what the rejuvenation room does is it gives options to the customer, and the customer is the athlete. And that's the business model. So, and again, what do those all those implements do besides the cryo? Because you're standing in it. All of them get you horizontal. Like that's the other thing. So now you're off your feet, just like the compression with the Norma Tech boots, like you're, you're horizontal in a chair. Like that's what it's about. Just a, an extra nap time, you know, besides what the compression does or what the cryo does from a central nervous system. But it's all about the athlete and taking care of them because always remember this being just like a radio show. Mm-hmm. Greatness is the accumulation of great days. Coach Myers says that all the time. I totally believe it. And the only way that you can have consecutive great days is if you're healthy. And that's what all this stuff is about. Weight room, rejuvenation room, training room, keeping them healthy. And, and that's what it is. But it, it, that doesn't mean that you can't get bumpy. I'll put get bumpy right in my office. <laughs> <laughs> big, freaking, big freaking letters. I mean, just spraying Jags juice all over the place, man. It's going to be uh, pretty amazing <laughs> down there. That, man. It's, like a, it's like coming out like a fire hose. <laughs> I'm sure. I don't, I don't doubt that <laughs> at all. On that bad boy. <laughs> Buddy, before we get you out of here, congratulations to your Italians uh, for winning the Euro yes. Cup. That was, a, yes. uh, that was a very big call out of you last week to beat the, uh, beat the English 2-1 to one in penalties. It was pretty amazing. Good call. Yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, they're really in the aerobic and oxidative like mm-hmm. things, and they need a little bit more carbs. And I was like, all right, they got pasta. Those guys got chips. I'm like, I'm going to lean with that way and spicy meatballs. Yeah, so, and you hit it on the head. You hit it on the head. But, oh, hey, we always appreciate the time, Schlegs. Don't know how much longer we're going to be able to do this for as you guys ramp up towards the season. Good luck on Tuesday, my friend, and we'll talk to you down the road, okay? Always appreciate the time, bud. Thanks, Anthony. All right, awesome. Yeah, thanks, Jess. Appreciate it. See you, Beam. There he goes, our man, Anthony Schlegel, the eighth wonder of the world, joining us, of course, on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Never know what you're going to get with our man Schlegs, and he was uh, in pretty good form this morning. Best of luck to the Jags. They start training camp on Tuesday. As we know, Anthony Schlegel uh, going to be ramping up for that, of course. We've done the Reds. We previewed the Indians. How does J. Lou see the rest of the year shaking out uh, for the rest of Major League Baseball? Get into that with him coming up next. Morning Juice, right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. This report is sponsored by HeroLoan.com. Traffic is slow on I-70 westbound between Miller-Kelton and the 71 east split. We do have wet roads and the potential for some flooding, possibly some standing water in your low-lying areas and curb lanes this morning. Ryan Kelly with HeroLoan.com. They're locking in loans in the twos and closing VA loans in as little as 14 days. Apply online today at HeroLoan.com. 
The Home Loan Expert, LLC, NMLS number 1326241. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1, The Fan Traffic. Attack and dominate your alarm clock. This is Morning Juice. Morning Juice, right here on The Fan. Brita Beam, Jensen Lewis. Attacking and dominating our way to 9 a.m. Here on this Friday edition of the program, we hear Morning Juice brought to you by our good friends over at Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, 825 on a Friday, and that sounds absolutely sublime. We talked about the Indians in the 6 o'clock hour, J. Lou. We did the Reds in the 7 o'clock hour. Just mm-hmm. a little snippet, of course. Biggest questions heading for both teams as they get the second half of the season started tonight. Yeah, biggest question for the Indians is uh, the health of the rotation. Yeah, when when will you get Savale and Bieber back? We we believe it's not a matter of if, it's when. So that's the biggest one for me for Cleveland. For Cincinnati, it's uh, what bullpen help will they get? Will it be, you know, Sims or uh, uh, TJ Antone coming back from injury or will they have to go out on the deadline and and they obviously would would have a, a great first home stand here to be able to be buyers uh there at July 31st. So just those two I think are are your headliners for them starting tonight. All right, buddy. Uh, So here we go. I mean, it's going to be quite the race to the finish here in Major League Baseball. Most interesting team in Major League Baseball for the second half for you is who and why? Um, I'll go uh, with both leagues. I, I think the first one is the New York Yankees uh, in the American League. Uh, they have been, by the metrics, the the unluckiest offense in the first half of the season. So uh, what that means, to simplify it for people, their expected average uh, is the highest of any team in Major League Baseball compared to what their actual team average is batting-wise. So um, they, they've been unlucky. They've been hitting a lot of line drives at people. Things haven't been falling for them. They blew so that I'll... game uh, on Sunday before the break, too. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that was, sure, you know, as sure a Reds did. fan living here in Central Ohio, it's hard to see. You know, it's really, you hate <laughs> right. to see it for the Yankees. Exactly. So uh, I think the Yankees are intriguing because uh, of what the Red Sox have done. Uh, obviously, those two teams, we hope, uh, with the COVID issues yesterday, are uh, able to get out and and play a game or two tonight. Uh, Four-game series this weekend. Now it looks like it's going to be three, possibly four, if they play a doubleheader tonight or tomorrow. So uh, Yankees, Red Sox, uh, you can't forget about the Rays and the Blue Jays in that division. Uh, I think people discounting what the Rays can do. They're going to be buyers at the deadline. I think Toronto will be as well. Um, But um, I I think you have to uh, really respect where the Yankees can get on a run very quickly, that that ballpark is suited for them. I just don't know if they've got enough to overcome uh, what Oakland and Tampa have, at least in the wild cards right now, and I don't know if they can catch the Red Sox. So the Yankees in the American League. In the National League, I, I don't know if you can get past what San Francisco has done. Yeah. Uh, I, I think you have... 57-32 uh, and 32 seems to be pretty good to me. Be, best record in the National League right now, and if you look at some of the betting angles here, uh, they're tied for third best odds to win the pennant uh it's the dodgers at two to one padres at four to one and then the mets uh even at four and a half to one in some places so you have the brewers the giants uh at five to one as as your third or fourth best odds there uh what gabe kapler has done with that group i don't think they had anticipated to contend this year maybe even as early as next year but uh, Farhan Zaidi's got a real, real tough decision here at the deadline. Are they buyers? Do they go out and get a Chris Bryant type? Do they get a Craig Kimbrell in the back end of the bullpen? Their offense, uh, they've hit a ton of homers. Beamer, when I tell you that when you go 
out to AT&T Ballpark, Oracle mm-hmm. Park out there it's now. A, by the way, it's an unbelievable ballpark. Unbelievable really is, experience to go out yes. there. Yeah, if you get a chance and you're in San Francisco for a weekend, catch a Giants game. It's a beautiful facility. They have hit so many homers there traditionally in a ballpark that does not allow a lot of long balls, especially for the home team. So they've been living and dying with that. Can that continue in the second half? That's what I'm asking because the Dodgers offense is going to get healthy. We think their rotation will be okay, even if Trevor Bauer doesn't throw another pitch the rest of the year. And then the Padres. The Padres are loaded for bear, man. Uh, that It is crazy to think. You may have the opportunity, if San Francisco wins the division in their top seed, that the, Do- the, the winner of Dodgers-Padres will play that. <laughs> and if it's the Dodgers beam, the Dodgers and the Giants, two of the most hated rivals in baseball, have never met in postseason play. Hey, that's amazing. By the way, if we could get the Dodgers and the Padres just to play every single night in baseball, like I'd sign up for it because uh, a, if that's if that's the winner take all wild card game, it's going to be oh amazing. It's going to be amazing. Those two teams hate each other, and they hate the Giants, and they all three hate each other. Uh, and it is pretty amazing what's happening as we encroach towards uh, deadline day, Jay Lou, which is happening here uh, fifteen days from now. It's happening the thirty first of July. Biggest buyers, biggest sellers at the deadline. Who do you think it is? Yeah, biggest buyer for me, I, I think, is going to have to be Toronto, uh, and I would, I would maybe even put a one A 1A on that and a one B. Uh, I could see probably being San Francisco if they decide to go in on this, because I think San Francisco knows how deep L.A. and San Diego are. Uh, I, I think maybe a dark horse buyer, uh, a big buyer as far as biggest, uh, would be Tampa Bay. All right, absolutely love that. As we sit here, 8.30, Friday, July 16th, 2021, a few months away from the playoffs, J. Lou. Indians, Reds, do they make the playoffs? And right now, your favorite for the World Series. Uh, I, I don't think the Indians make it, as much as it pains me to say that, but I just don't think they get enough offensively, even if they make a trade at the deadline. Not sure that they could run down uh, any of Oakland or Tampa in front of them. Uh, I think the Reds... I liked them at the beginning of the year. They were 18 to 1 to win the National League. I liked them there. I liked them at 6 to 1 to win the National League Central. I don't think they win the division, but I think they've got a shot because they don't have to run down anybody in front of them outside of LA, San Francisco, and San Diego. So there's no teams in front of them to have to get over to be in that lead dog spot to take one of the wild cards. So I, I, I will say a soft yes. The Reds make it, and a hard no, the Indians do not. My favorite for the World Series, um, I think that Houston is going to be incredibly tough to beat. They were available at 25-1 to 1 at the beginning of the season. I just think offensively they're the best in big league baseball. Uh, they're going to make a trade or two uh, to help that rotation or that bullpen. I think they're, they're going to be really tough to beat in the American League. Uh, maybe a, a dark horse for me that I, I'm kind of rooting for, uh, Milwaukee. Uh, Milwaukee in the National League. Available at 55-1 to at the beginning of the season. Uh, as I said, they're 5-1 to now to win the National League. A uh, If I can find the numbers here. A Houston, if you just for the hell of it, a Houston and Milwaukee World Series matchup pays you a cool 20-1 to right now. That's pretty good. That's pretty good returns, J. Lou. You can saying. afford to get on the uh, on the Dogecoin bandwagon. I mean, if, <laughs> yeah, if that one yes. comes home to hit, yeah. convert convert those U.S. dollars Doge to the moon. <laughs> exactly to cryptocurrency. <laughs> Eight thirty on a Friday. Our man AJ Hawk. He'll join the program next. Morning juice right here on the fan from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center.
This check of traffic sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Things are a little slow because of some standing water in your low-lying areas and curb lanes. There's also an accident on I-70 westbound at the I-71 east split. Your left lane is blocked and traffic is stop and go from Miller-Kelton. Also, there's an accident on Summit View Road at Sawmill Road. Good news, Ohio. Safe Auto offers state minimum car insurance for less than 66 cents a day. Safe Auto is available 24-7 to help you save. Get a quote in less than three minutes at safeauto.com or 1-800-SAFE-AUTO. Play it safe. Safe Auto. I'm Heather Pascoe for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. There's a fine line between intensity and insanity. We don't know which side this show is on. This, this is Morning Juice. Morning Juice. Right here on the fan. Brandon Beam, Jensen Lewis, and relief effort for our man, the general. He'll be back with us on Monday, 838 on a Friday. You know what that means. Time to head out to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline. Check in with our man, AJ Hawk. AJ, happy Friday, bud. What's happening? Well, not too much. How you guys doing? Oh, we're doing great, man. We got the Open Championship on. I'm dual screening it here in the uh, in the studio. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's both the same broadcast, but I just figured I'm like, yeah, I got to uh, you know pay attention to what's going on uh, over at Royal St. George's. Speaking of golf, bud, I mean, recap the weekend for us. You were out in Tahoe last week. We didn't crack the top fifty on the leaderboard, AJ. I know that was the goal heading in. I mean, what happened with the swing? Was there a caddy error? Was it a, a manufacturer error like Bryson was blaming his driver? I mean, what what kind of happened here? Well, uh, yeah, I was out in Tahoe playing in a tournament that I, I was lucky enough to have played in the last, like, 10, 11 years, I think. But, yeah, I don't know. Was that my gold top 50? I mean, I I had some delusional thoughts of winning that thing when I was <laughs> heading into the tournament, to tell you the truth. But, uh no, I, just like every year when I play in that thing, I have a great time. I love it. It's awesome to be there. My kids are there, but I played three pretty bad rounds of golf, especially on a Sunday, the final round. I really forgot how to hit the ball. So <laughs> I think I really kind of just uh, – I was just trying to make sure what didn't have a complete meltdown on Sunday. And I had a meltdown. I just didn't have a complete meltdown. I didn't uh, didn't go all the way. So it could have been worse, I guess. So there's there's always some, uh, some light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, it's pretty amazing, man. Uh, so Bob told me there were rumors flying around – uh, that you brought the kids out to the golf course, and your lovely li- lovely wife, Laura, uh, may have had some issues. I mean, were you just distracted by what was going on off the course with the kids and that problem? Could that could that have played uh, into the performance this past weekend? I mean, you know, I'd, I'd love to blame somebody else. I'd love to have an excuse <laughs> for, to, for the way I played. But, no, my wife came out and, yeah, had all four kids out there and, yeah, you know, walking 18 holes is is big for a, an adult. I don't want to do it. So the fact that my my kids are doing it, they're hanging all over my wife, and she found a way to to make it happen. Now they uh, they were not the distraction, so I can't really blame them. I would love to, but <laughs> no, just it's all on me. I I have to take responsibility for this one, and just hope I get invited back next year. AJ, it's Jensen. Uh, I in 2012, I, I actually had a chance to play in Reno in AAA for the Diamondbacks. So that area is as picturesque and, and majestic as it gets. Just a, an amazing backdrop. Hey, wanted to ask you. Obviously, we're getting close to training camp here uh, for both uh, the the Browns and the Bengals. Uh, I know that I had said this to Beam that this might be the most anticipated season for the Browns probably since 2007 uh, when they were uh, basically a tiebreaker away. 
from getting in to the playoffs. Uh, is there a theme you're looking at for the Browns this year besides, hey, you know, all the pieces are in place. It's kind of put up or shut up time for Baker, Baker Mayfield in this group. Yeah, I mean, I think it all kind of comes comes down to, to how Baker does and if he can, can, you know, progress and add to what he, he put together last year, I think. Now, yeah, we know they have a ton of talent. They have, like, everywhere you look, it seems like they have big-name guys that people know and that have made plays in the league. But I think, um, you know, it's up to, to Baker to kind of take that next step. And it will be interesting to see now that people kind of have some some expectations out there on the Browns and people expect them to do well. Like, how do you handle those expectations? That's, I've had a lot of coaches over the years that say, like, all the time, like, I'm not worried about how you guys will handle – losses or how you'll come back i, I, I want to see how you're going to handle success like when when people expect you to do well and you do win how do you keep you know grinding and keep keep your head in and stay focused so that's what i'm looking for when i when i see the browns this year i hope they just kind of steadily improve as the year goes you know and they don't just maybe jump out to a fast start and then fall back i, I want to see them just steadily improve and, and hopefully play their best football towards the end of the season talking with our man aj hawk of course here on the bryant heating and cooling systems fan guest hotline uh was watching your, your your show yesterday with pat and i thought you guys were having a pretty interesting discussion aj about quarterback competitions in the nfl and how you want to go with the starter and you don't necessarily think uh open competitions are good at least the you know in the professional ranks i think there's an argument to be made in high school and college i think open competition is pretty good but in the nfl you don't want to ruffle any feathers let's just take justin fields for example uh in chicago do you like the game plan that matt nagy and ryan pace have employed naming andy dalton the starter for week number one and letting uh <laughs> letting the young buck then just kind of ramp his way up uh into that starting level tier yeah i don't have a problem with it because it with how it's just set up with Andy Dalton coming in and drafting Justin Fields. I'm okay with them naming uh, Dalton the starter now, but I think everyone knows it's just a matter of time before Justin Fields gets in there. I think maybe it it takes a little pressure off uh, Justin Fields and even Andy uh, a little bit, just knowing kind of having defined roles early on. But we know that could change at any moment. Like any one play, anything where the coach feels like, all right, this is time Justin's ready. Like it doesn't mean for sure that that Justin's not going to be out there week one. So. I'd like it, uh, what they're doing, but yeah, in the NFL, I, I know most teams don't always, um, have the option, but if you can, I, I like not having a quarterback competition. I like the whole team knowing who our guy is going to even, even halfway through training camp, maybe. I just think when you know, I think and there's clarity, it, it really helps everybody on the team. AJ, we uh, quarterback obviously the most important position on on the on the team. Uh, we just talked about this morning that it has surfaced that Tom Brady played with a a torn MCL all of last year. First of all, mind boggling in and of itself. Second of all, if if you had known that you know as far as the injury report goes. How does that change you game planning from a defensive standpoint? Because I think Tampa Bay is going to face some blowback here for not having that out in the open on the injury report week to week. Yeah, I would assume the NFL is going to, going to do something um, <laughs> with this. The fact that, yeah, he had his MCL tear and had, had it repaired and it wasn't on the, the injury list throughout the year. Um, yeah, like it's definitely something where it, Players pay attention if somebody is banged up, like, oh, he can't move to his right as well because of this injury or whatever. That's something you will definitely try to use to your advantage or say someone comes into a game with a, a bad ankle and they tape 
over, you know, just call it spat. You, you spat over one of your shoes for ankle support. Like a lot of times the coach or trainer say, Hey, we need to do your other shoe too, your other cleat, just so they don't know and they don't target that ankle. Uh, that's a thing that happens for sure. But yeah, it just adds to the, the lore that is Tom Brady and the, everything that he does. Like he's just uh, a special, special human. It seems like and a guy that I don't know if he's ever going to stop playing football, man. The guy's so good and he still looks so good. So why would he quit anytime soon? Well, he looks great. And especially out on the golf course too. I mean, you got to spend the weekend with Aaron. You're playing out there in Tahoe. They were of course in the match with Phil Mickelson and Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, your boy, the night King, Aaron Rodgers. they clipped off Phil and Captain America, Tom Brady. You got to play with him this week, age. I mean, did he, did he divulge any of his plans that he's going to do? I mean, Packers camp starts up here, I believe July 28th. I mean, come on, spill the beans. I know he told you, AJ. <laughs> I, wish, I don't know if he knows what's happening. That's the thing. Like, I don't know if anyone involved in the situation knows what's going to happen or what the timeline looks like. Uh, but I, I think I came on here from from the beginning when all this stuff happened and started with there. That I, um, I don't know what's going to happen, but I, I still feel like Green Bay is the spot for him. I just don't know how they would trade him or why they would trade him, trade him especially this late when camp starts up soon. But. We know once camp starts, then something has to happen. Either either he's going to be there, or he's not going to be there. Or they're going to be trying to trade him. Like there, there is a deadline coming up, and yeah, he could he could hold out, and and who knows if that's going to happen or not. But I I know once everyone is in camp, then yeah, then I think the heat really gets turned up for everybody involved, and, and they're going to have to start making some decisions. And I'm hoping that that he's back in Green Bay. Yeah, twelve days away. I think we're going to find our answer. I mean, he can still sling a football out there in Tahoe, yeah. buddy. It seemed like he threw that football like 120 <laughs> yards to yes. a boat. Just hit some dude in the chest. I mean, that was mesmerizing. AJ, always appreciate the time, my friend. Have a great weekend. We'll chat again soon, okay? Thanks, AJ. Right, thanks, guys. See ya. Absolutely. There he goes. Our man, AJ Hawk, of course, joining us on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. We'll wrap things up on a Friday. Coming up next, Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. This check of traffic sponsored by Safeguard Soap and Sanitizers. There's an accident on Summit View Road at Sawmill Road. Also a crash on I-70 westbound at I-71, the east split. Your left lane is blocked there, and that's why traffic is stop and go. As we all find a new normal, don't just wash your hands, safeguard them. Safeguard hand wash and sanitizers helps reduce the spread of bacteria, and it smells amazing. Now buy one, get one free at Walmart and walmart.com with online offer. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1, The Fan Traffic. Fan. Get up, then get fired up. This is good. Get your hip flexors going, inner thigh, everything. This is Morning Juice. Morning Juice! Right here on the fan, Brandon Beam, Jensen Lewis, and we have shepherded our man Bodie to the yeah. end of the week. He's smiling. He's smiling ear to ear over there. It's <laughs> bumpy on Monday, buddy. It's zero and sixty down. Uh, we have reached the finish line. Fifty nine down, one to go for us. Always appreciate the time, J. Lou. You're the absolute best, buddy. You're welcome on this radio program uh, whenever you want. Before we get out of here, our daily fan poll is brought to you by our good friends over at Riker Kia, and one that James Laurinaitis is going to be significantly interested in because I know he cares about this basically more than anything in his life. Today's fan poll at nine seven one thefan dot com or on Twitter at nine seven one 
the fan. Which is your favorite golf major? Masters, PGA Championship, U.S. Open, or the Open Championship? Almost 200 votes in this thing, J. Lou. Uh, which way do you think this goes from the good people of Central Ohio? God, I would uh, say the Masters, right? Uh, that would be that would be my pick. So I'll go with the gut instinct. I'll say the Masters' favorite of the four majors. 86% of the voting population has chosen the Masters as okay. their favorite. Uh, Here we go. So I created that fan poll this morning. Probably not my best work, but you know what? It's a Friday. Uh, it doesn't really matter. 1% PGA Championship. There are 1% of lunatics out there that vote the PGA Championship. U.S. Open gaining 9% of the votes in the Open Championship. 4%. Uh, I, of course, love the Masters, and I think it's the best one that we have just because we get to uh, take a peek behind the curtain for four days out of the year what Augusta National uh, really is. It's so special, man, when you get to uh, get to take the private plane down there and actually see you know what that is and Jim Nance being whisked away from March Madness in the final four right down to Augusta uh, is probably the best job in the entire world. Uh, But to me, I I ebb and flow between the U.S. Open and the Open Championship. It all depends uh, really what's on that week. So like I'll power rank them. The Masters number one. This week, the Open Championship's number two. U.S. Open three for me. And then the PGA. And then U.S. Open week, it's the U.S. Open number two and the Open Championship number three. So uh, I love the morning sports, J. Lou. Very big into what's going on across the pond. Tour de France is on. Love that. You get F1. You get the Premier League. Like all the games going in the morning. So anytime I can combine coffee and sports watching in the morning before we get the day going here, sign me up. I think it's the best thing we've got. Yeah, I'm with you on Premier League. I, I caught the bug uh, of that, especially over the pandemic. You get what a nine. You can have a nine, a noon, and a three kickoff for a day. Anytime, sometimes you, you get said, the seven A banger. The seven A, yeah, you you better be ready on those Saturdays because uh, those are full day bangers right there for sure. So, uh, yeah, good stuff. Uh, and and the open always uh, the open championship always tough for me until the weekends just because mm-hmm. of the night games during baseball season. So to, this is actually going to work out well uh, with the nine forty first pitch for the Indians tonight, and then we're at four o'clock tomorrow. So we'll be able to see those last couple of groups tee off for those afternoon at least our time uh, those afternoon times for that. So that'll be good. That'll be good to see. Yeah, absolutely, buddy. Always enjoy having you on yeah. the program. Good luck tonight. I know Thank it's you. a it's a nine four. First pitch for the Indians. Sleepover series, baby. <laughs> it really is going to be. Open championship leaderboard, uh, by the way, Colin Morikawa, six under par. He is nine under uh, through the first two rounds, 36-hole lead leader. Dan Van Tonder, six under par. Emiliano Grillo, the young Argentinian, maybe drawing some inspiration from Leo Messi in the Argentinian national side. He fired a 64 today as well. He is tied for second. Louis Eustazen gets going today around 3 o'clock their time, so coming up here in about an hour. Louis going to go off. Jordan Spieth on the tee right now at the Open Championship. J. Lou, always appreciate the time, my friend. You're the absolute best. Hopefully we get to chat again soon. Not sure of the General's PTO, but always welcome back on the program stuff. Great stuff today, bud. Appreciate it, buddy. Anytime and looking forward to the next time. Absolutely. There he goes. Our man Jensen Lewis, Uncle Bo, and James. They will steer the ship until noon. We'll be back live Monday. Full strength. Shark comes back. The general comes back. I will be here. We'll break down everything across the weekend. Again, Uncle Bo and James, they'll steer the ship until noon. Everybody have a great weekend. Talk to you on Monday. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. This report sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. There's an accident on I-70 westbound at the 71 East Split. Your left lane is blocked and traffic is stop and go from exit 102. Also an accident on Summit View Road at Sawmill Road. We'll have you slow and be aware of some standing water in the low-lying areas and curb lanes. 
Good news, Ohio. Safe Auto offers state minimum car insurance for less than 66 cents a day. Safe Auto is available 24-7 to help you save. Get a quote in less than three minutes at safeauto.com or 1-800-SAFE-AUTO. Play it safe. Safe Auto. I'm Heather Pascoe for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. 